Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How are you, mate? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I'm just trying to correct an internet issue here, but yeah, we're doing all right at the moment, mate. Yes, how's your day? Oh, mine's been all right, yeah. Drive, drive a couple trucks around, you know. Oh, right, fix, eh? fix a few things and... Righto, you know, righto. Undo some fittings that were extremely tight. Right. Yeah. yeah had That's to a use, lot of fun. Had to use the muscles, you know. Okay. And, um, yeah, but anyway, we had a little bit of maintenance and driving. Yeah. 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 In yeah. the rain. So the, In the it, rain. It had rained. And the, oh, no. And the sun had come out. Right. And then it would rain. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, repeat. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's, um, that's just what I've been up to. Come home and sat in and tried to put a bit of a music list together. And then right the next on. thing, it's seven o'clock. Yep. Yeah, it comes around quickly. It's even still light outside. It is still light outside. Mm. Well, well, I spent the afternoon down at the Warilla Sports Club drinking beer with road truck drivers. Ooh. Okay. That's how, that's how I spent my... Uh, Afternoon. So Rose has had to taxi you around, I guess. She has, yeah. She has taxied me about. Mm-hmm. The old mate Bob McMillan sitting here in the cage with me. Yeah, right, eh? But unfortunately, Bob hasn't got a microphone. Some would say that's a good thing. So we would need, we need to set you up there in the cage so you can have more than one person on. We we do, yeah. we do. I've had a bit of a bit of a trial, but I just don't know how to make it happen. Mm. We've got, and, uh, we've got a little bit of technology that might be able to help you out there. Well, I don't know, but I, I need something. I'm going to have to perhaps invest in some more hardware. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Anyway, maybe. Maybe. But anyway, maybe. We, maybe. we can only do what we can only do sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So how's your day been apart from that? Is it nice and sunny down there? It has been nice and sunny. A little bit windy earlier, but it's uh, it's calmed down quite sufficiently, you know. Mm. Uh, we, we did enjoy the afternoon down at Werrilla and uh, drove home. Mm. We, uh, we're basically not enough hours in the day today. Did you wake uh, up late? No, uh, Bob, Bob actually woke me up at 6 o'clock rattling around the bloody bathroom. All right. No. Bloody Bob. He's a, he's a, he's a noisy bloke first thing in the morning, let me tell you. Is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, unbelievable. Didn't, you didn't put him out in the shed then? No, I didn't put him in the shed. Would have been quieter, maybe. Oh, well. You're a good, you're anyway. a good host, aren't you? Oh, well. Rosie's Roadhouse, big breakfast for breakfast this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was all right. Yeah. Well, we've got a guest on tonight. Who, who, <laughs> who is he? <laughs> Who's who? Who's our guest tonight? Well, no, I'm talking about Bob. When when, when there's a guest staying in the house, I eat pretty well. Well, I eat pretty well all the time. That, that, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you sent me a picture the other morning of, what was it, a salad roll? That's just, yeah, it was all right. It was a salad roll. It looked... Very much like a bacon and egg sandwich, to be honest. It uh, identified as a salad roll, eh? Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't ask if you've been watching anything to do with Bathurst because apparently you don't like Bathurst either. Oh, I don't know. It's not that I like it. 
It's just that it doesn't hold any real interest for me anymore. Hmm. Sort of different you know, they... looking at the lists these days, isn't it? You know, you've got Ford and Chev. So Yeah. It'd be lovely to still see Holden there, but anyway, those days are gone and would be lovely to never to return, yeah. I would imagine. I miss the days when you could actually, you know, what one on the mountain on Sunday you could buy on Monday in the car yard. Mm. No, that, and that's certainly no longer the case, you know. Oh, she's been a long time since that's been possible. Well, that's right. So, I mean, that's about how long I've had no interest in Bathurst. Yeah. I mean, people must go, you grumpy old, grinchy old bastard, right? I reckon they'd say that a lot. But but here's the thing. I have, I have a memory for the way things were, and I liked things the way <laughs> they were. I did. Do you know, and like I, I said, sorry? I, I used to get up on a Sunday morning mm. and sit there with a pen and paper mm. and, and count the laps and do that when I was a young you? fella. Yeah. yeah. In, the, in the olden days, as someone yeah. might call it now. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, try to count the laps and who was in front. And it was all very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, really bloody sad, really. What's that? that that's what took that, up my day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it was a bit different than running around on the farm, eh? Yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah. they've got a, they had their top top ten shootout this afternoon. Right. Mm. Here's something that that's that's something that they didn't have when I was interested in a top ten shootout. Oh, well, it was the no eh? the the pole. What do they call it then? Pole position. The, Something is something yeah, well, different, wasn't it? Oh, well, it's still pole position. Pole position's the first car on the grid. Mm-hmm. But they didn't root around with this top 10 rubbish. Yeah. Make it another. That was just the fastest. She had the practice session, the qualifying section, session. And, you know, the fastest bloke around the track in the qualifying got to be on the front, and that was that. We didn't go this top 10 mm. shootout stuff. I, I mean... Look, I suppose it's all right. It's a bit of entertainment. You get the top 10 fastest drivers out there to see who can go the closest to sticking their car into the fence. But, <laughs> which, <laughs> which they come pretty close to there sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, what is it, Eurobus team? Coca-Cola. Erebus. 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 Eurobus, yeah. same thing, same dog, different league. Oh, no, it's not. Not uh-huh. even close. Not even close. Yeah. So the, yeah. the one of the fellas in that in that car, so there's Kostecki, mm. who is the main driver, and mm. David Russell, who is actually the brother of one of Colette's friends. Right, eh? So I imagine that team will be, well, that team will have a few cheering on from around Evans Head area tomorrow. Maybe they will. Yeah. 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 So... Mm. Pretty exciting Sunday for a lot of people. Yeah. I've done a hot lap round Bathurst, you know. You have? Yeah, in a GDHO. Yeah, right, eh? Yeah. Wasn't a race car, though. Mate of mine was driving. It was his car. Was it, was it driven round <laughs> like a race car on the day? It was. <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. No names, no pack drill. It was a while ago now. Mm-hmm. Few, few, uh, few years ago, and uh, and we were a little bit younger and a little bit braver, and mm. perhaps a little bit more silly. It is actually amazing mm. driving down down off the mountain, mm. even at at the posted speed limit. Mm. 
and you you try to imagine a car like cruising down there at two hundred kilometers an hour, and you're mm. you're doing fifty, thinking this is got to maneuver through these bends a bit. Mm. Yeah, so I don't have I don't have to imagine that because you've already done it. <laughs> mm. Back in the day, before you back in the day, yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've actually got speed cameras up there near, don't they? I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they do because there'd be too many blokes trying to do what we did, <laughs> young and stupid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Ooh. So it's been a long time since you've been young and stupid? <laughs> I'm just old and stupid now. <laughs> so it's only the age that changes, is it? That's right. There's still a, still a certain amount of, uh, shall we say, adventurousness. I just don't bounce as well as I used to. Well, um, you've proven that. I have proven that. But the other side of it, though, is that if we didn't do young and stupid things when we are young and stupid, we wouldn't have great stories to tell when we get older. I've had to impress upon the youth of the day how young and stupid you were mm. to save them from themselves with no effect whatsoever. No. So, no. you know, you have to have been young and stupid to have those excellent stories, don't you? Yeah, but it's, sadly, it's very hard to pass on your advice on how close to death that you actually came on many, many occasions. And if your mother knew, she'd probably be, yeah, yeah would, would never sleep at night. That's right. So. Well, I, I did own an H.J. Monaro that unfortunately went to God without a straight panel on it after I put it through a bit of a fence and rolled it a couple of times mm. um, when I when I thought I was Peter Brock. Yeah, right. But anyway, yeah. Not not ideal? No, well, I discovered that my talent level wasn't the same as his. <laughs> and um, and uh, unfortunately, my uh, my GD, GDS Monaro paid the price for that. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. No, she was a nice car, that one. Yeah. One of those, mm. if you could have hung on to them for all these years, mm. yeah, you'd probably nearly no. be able to retire on it now. Oh, I don't know. If you, you, there's certainly some cars I, I've owned in the in the past that you could retire on. We should wait anyway until Mr. Biagini joins us. We've got this uh, mm-hmm. our mate Paul Biagini from Cruising Magazine is going to be calling in and joining us for a little while this evening. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he'd like to hear about how I wrecked a Monaro. <laughs> so I was just getting uh-huh. a message about a uh, top speed down Conrad now is 293. Yep. Oh, that's. It's motoring. Well, they're talking on the on the TV a bit earlier. It's eighty equates to eighty three meters a second. Mm. So yeah, that's um fairly well going, isn't it? Yeah, let's send a text message while we're doing that. No problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't text and race. Don't text and race. Yeah, I think I think there's oh. something in that for all of us. Oh gee, I tell you what. Mm. So, it's a long way, isn't it? 83 metres in a second. Mm. So Yogi won't be joining us tonight. He's enjoying another kind of races. Mm. One horsepower out the bush somewhere in Western yeah, Australia. Yep. And I've noticed on some kind of social, this might have been a text message here earlier, that um, yeah. they're out there in their very, very leery shirts. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Photos or it never happened, Kendall. Ha-ha. Right. Might have to get um, – Colette might be able to send it through to you if, if you okay. if she's listening. Yeah, she should, no, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. So, any other big news there for the day? 
the other big news for today is that we have just wrapped up pretty much the uh, the magazine for the next issue. Mm-hmm. I've got all the uh, all the proofs at home here. We've just got to go over it and do a bit of a final spell check, <laughs> and uh, and that. So uh, we've got a couple of little corrections to make. I I noticed, and um, our lovely designers. Uh, five and a T six fifty nine. So we've got to correct that too. So there's one, one. I'm, I'm putting away to good effort. But uh, anyway, without going into putting without putting too much finer point on it, giving away what's going on. There's a, there was a little bit of a photo issue that I, I looked at and I thought, oh dear, oh dear, we have to fix that. Mm. So we did. Lucky Look we've out. got the editor uh, onto it. Well, you know, that's that's why I get paid the big bucks. Yeah. Uh, or pies or whatever it is. Oh, dear Lord, I've just had the picture sent to me. Mm. Oh. I just had a text message there. And it says, the older I get, the better I was. That's right. Mm. Bloody oath. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've just got a photo sent to me from, of uh, young Yogi and Amanda at their... Uh, with their flamingo shirts on. Oh, it's quite the... Yeah, and Yogi's got his flamingo shorts on. Yeah. And... His pyjama pants. Well, we seem to have lost you there, Mike. Oh, it looks like Mike's dropped out. He's been having a few phone issues there this afternoon, so we'll see if we can get him back on the line. It, uh, it was from very, very interesting stuff from um, Yogi and Amanda and where they are out um, with some horse races. I'm not quite exactly sure, but it looks very sandy from where they are. But anyway, we might just go to a song while we try to get Mike back.
Hey, Mike, you got that thing sorted out yet or what? I, I think so. I think I've got it dialed in. All right. Uh, obviously got a bit of a dodgy provider up there somewhere. I do have a dodgy provider. What can we say? I don't know. Anyway, we don't want to talk about any of our telcos too much or they might cut us all off. Well, all I can say is we've got Telford. <laughs> sure? Yeah, no, either that or we've got Vodafone, one or the other. Ah, well, yeah. Anyway, sometimes they work well and sometimes they don't. Yeah. So... Bit difficult when you have these sorts of things, right? Yeah. So, what number am I going to get Bob to dial in on because he's been struggling on delay here? Oh, is he? Uh, he just wants yeah. to listen. Has he got headphones? Well, you'll have a headphone, you'll have a microphone, you'll be able to talk. Yeah, right, eh? I don't know if I don't know if you'll hear me talking through his microphone though. That probably will. You probably want to get in. Um, yeah, might yeah. have to be in a different room, perhaps. I don't, I don't know. We'll see how we do. We'll get him to dial, dial in. Look, yeah, on that, on that same number you normally come in on, and yeah, if it's a problem, well, yeah, he might be clearer than you, Mike. We might end up cutting you yeah. off altogether. Well, look, that happened. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a whole podcast to edit. Yeah, you don't get too excited. Which I haven't done. Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. interesting stuff, this technology, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about Yogi out there at the races and Yeah. Mm. So you liked the photo of the of the shirt. I did, I did like the photo of the shirt. Maybe we should get some truck and life shirts like that. With flamingos on them. Nice and leery, aren't they? We can hear Sorry. we can hear Bob in the background too. Yeah, no, Bob's just talking to me. Yeah, right, eh? And, of course, that's coming through the microphone on my head. We might have a little bit of feedback issue. We'll find out as soon as I manage to get the right phone number into Bob's phone. Mm. Uh, it's, it's on me. Yeah. It's, anyway, you, mm. um, your Vodafone service at the moment is obviously a little bit um, how you're going, so... Well, you do get that mm. in the in the big smoke. Yep. Yeah. So, how did your um, B double experience go this week? Well, uh, okay, I didn't run over anyone, so there's no insurance claim required. Mm-hmm. Been a long time since I've since I've uh, had to. Uh, here we go. Tow two trailers. It's been a long time I've had to tow more than one trailer, and the other part about it was. I tried to. Uh, oh, I tried just, to... just got to get Bob in here. While I'm doing this, it'll probably go a bit funny. So we'll get back to you with that. So yeah, keep going with your story. We should have Bob there. Hey. Good day, Bob. How you going? I'm going Hello. good, mate. How's the feedback yes, going there? You you two coping in the same room? Yeah, yeah, that's better than before. Oh, let's go. With, with dealing with the delay was a bit difficult. Yeah. Can be can be hard when you're trying to listen in and you're looking at someone in the same room. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, so sorry, Mike. Keep going. You didn't run over anything. No insurance no. claims. The B double experience was. You uh, got a lot of feedback in here. Yeah, you might have to be in a different room, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is. Um, Probably something to get used to again with another trailer there. You get in your natural spot, don't you, when you're driving one truck and trailer all the time? Yeah, well, just go to a tune here for a second here, mate. I'll uh, 
You want to sort some stuff out? Oh, this is what happens when you're a highly professional operation. <laughs> right, eh? We'll go to a bit of the black sirens, eh? We'll be right back.
Right, hey guys, we're back. Mike, did you get your little technical difficulties fixed there? No, I don't know. I've done the best I can. Right, so perhaps if there's someone out there listening who can text in and <laughs> tell us whether we're actually got feedback going. No, it doesn't seem to be coming through here. Oh, I know it doesn't seem as though, but I'm more interested in what the recording is. <laughs> it's just Because I'm trying to record it here so we can play it back later. Ah. And, you know, if it's if it's recording me twice, Christ, it's bad enough of recording me once. No, it wouldn't Without be. Without recording me twice. Yeah. So you're saying you've got voices in your head. But, well, I've had voices in my head for years. You've got Bob's voice in your head. Well, I've had Bob's <laughs> voice in my head before, yeah. particularly, particularly when I've written something that he doesn't like. Uh, so how are you going there, Bob? You can You can hear us. I, I can hear you both. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So how, how are you getting on, Bob? Oh, good, thanks, mate. I, uh, I'm uh, ready to head back up north now. I'm fully recovered from the surgery. Yeah. Yeah, got a clean bill of health last Thursday. Oh, very good. Yeah, I was pretty wrapped. Yeah. So is this a, like a midlife rebuild or...? Uh, I'm not sure whether you try. It's sort of, if it's midlife, I'm going to live to 160. Oh, well. <laughs> Jeez. So that, I don't think you could call it that. Oh, right. Eh? Well, you, it's no, not, it's not a, right to call it an end-of-life rebuild, is it? No, no. It was an it was a, uh, uh, extension of life rebuild, I think. Oh, right. Eh? Yeah, yeah. They told me I can hang around longer to annoy people. Right. Oh, well, that's that's good. Yeah, We're working on that today. Not right, annoying I people. Think I can, yeah. Yeah, I think I can handle handle the uh, the challenges. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Got a you text message here with a with a sort of a tick and a smiley face. So, Mike, it must be all right. Right. Oh, there you go. I'll, I'll endure with a little bit of feedback in my earpieces. I'm fine. Yeah, as long as you can handle it. I can handle it. You're a truck driver. That's right. You can do anything on time, every time. Oh, I love that one time, every time. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Hit, hitting the mark mm. every time. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was telling you about the V-double driving experience. Yeah, yeah. I had to take four goes to get it straight going backwards. Um, How many? So, four. Well, that's not too bad uh, for a beginner. Do they you... said to me when I was talking to them about it this afternoon, they said if someone was watching it, it would have taken me seven goes. <laughs> See, um, there's a difference between driving a B-double and a quad. Yeah, there is. Is it a quad? No one ever expects you to go backwards. You don't get somewhere and they say, just sit that, put that back trail on the dock, can you, mate? Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. So with a B-double, mm. it was always expected that you can sort of back them in there anyway. They're doing yeah. it. We do the same now with A-doubles. You're expected yeah. to back them in like a, like um, you know, you're driving a single. You can yeah. you can put them on auger? It's not impossible. Mm. Takes a bit of time, but you get you get well, the knack. I've tried to uh, back a, a pocket road train. Yeah, and the little short pole parts are a little bit interesting. A, a regular, um, you know, just a normal drawbar length dolly. Is hard enough, but once they shorten up that 
that little dolly in there that makes it a little bit more complicated. Yeah, I I had my bogey, 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 bogey set up as a oh. as an AB triple there at harvest yeah. time last year, and yeah, you you could back it about the length of itself, and that was it. Some, yeah, something got out of shape somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It was You're like back in the six before trailer. Yeah, it's just it was not recoverable. No, <laughs> you just go forward and start again. But but anyway, right. it's um yeah. I, I had a B double experience this week. Went for a drive. Yeah, B double. Yeah. Right. Oh, I've been bobtail. I've been a single. I've been a B double. Right. Yeah. Right. Doing all sorts of things. Yeah. Anyway, we might um, we might see if we can um, um, bring Mr. Paul in, eh? Well, yeah, we'll um, try to get him while we're talking here. We've had a few signs well, already because of um, yeah. some technical difficulties, so we'll see if we can get him in. Everyone can probably hear that ringing, perhaps, sure. and see if he's there to answer. As long as he doesn't come out of the gate and swear at the oh. We better know, let him know we're live, eh? Yeah, just let him know we're live straight up. G'day, Paul. How are you going? Yeah. Now, just we'll let you know we have you've come in straight straight in live this time. You've so, come in hot, mate. Coming in hot. He's coming in hot. He's so, coming in hot. Yep. Gee, you've uh, you've you've tricked you've tricked me to the daylight saving thing, you fellas. Oh, because you're in the QLD. We're in the QLD. Mm. He thought he's had mm. another hour. He's got he's had a bit of a session. He's probably got a pole in front of him or something. That's all right. <laughs> Sounds like he's eating a pie too. I'm actually eating my dinner, but that's all right. Here I am. How you going, boys? We're going great. Well, we, we can give you another half an hour if you like. <laughs> I have I have a rule. Never say no to the editor. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not the editor here, though. We say no <laughs> all the time. Well, you boys need to be trained because that, that's the rule of thumb. Never say no to the editor. Right. How are you both going? It's been nice people. having you on the radio there, Paul. <laughs> 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 Now, Craig, I'm. Um, we'll seek. I'm, we'll seek other advice on that one, though. I'm. Um, I'm sorry. I. Uh, I'm sorry. I missed you. I. I met your lovely wife at mm-hmm. Lights on the Hill. I know, and she um, passed on a message. I tried to call you, but you're obviously busy. It was a. It was a bit of a. It was a bit of an ad lib chaotic weekend. Yeah. Mm. How'd yeah. you guys go with? Um, with sales on the stand, you looked busy. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, yeah, no, actually a good day. Um, I wish we had a bit more stuff to sell sometimes, but no, it was good. I went off and did a bit of judging. That's why I missed you because I got a little bit delayed with um, 700-odd trucks there. Jeez, wasn't there, wasn't there some trucks there? Mm. Goodness me. And what? And yeah. a, the presentation of them was fantastic, eh? Like, Extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the the level is, um, you know, gee whiz, when you know in the in the early, well, I remember in the in the eighties with dad's trucks, you know, you yeah on the weekend you welded a uh, you welded a cut four bolts on backwards onto the center center axles and put four 
Cortina hubcaps on the drive and, and you're customising a truck, you know, and, mm. and and now, oh, my goodness me, they've just taken it to another level, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. It, um, it, it challenged to judge that many trucks. Um, it is difficult. It's, yeah. Yeah, just um, with, with so many different categories and trying to, you know, and, and no one's really entered in a particular category. They're just there. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a challenge. But anyway, we got through it and I imagine there was some happy people on the day. And, um, yeah, well, I was um, hoping we could have stayed around for a bit more entertainment there too, mm. Um, mm. which you would have obviously been there through the night. Um, so we were... It was it was all a bit ad lib for us. We were uh, we become I guess the unofficial uh, hosts of the Road Hammers from Canada. Yeah, so not complaining. Uh, we had a fantastic weekend. There wasn't a whole lot of trucks involved. We were more revolving around the Banyan. Um, so we uh, we took the boys out for dinner Friday night on their way out from Brisbane uh, to Gatton. Mm. And then uh, at Rusty's, or? no, no <laughs> at, uh, not quite. Uh, at uh, yeah, and then um, and then we took them out for breakfast again. Um, so, uh, Saturday, yeah, Saturday morning after soundcheck, etc. So we, yeah, we we kind of spent a fair bit of time with them. No, no complaints. Um, if anyone that actually seen the band on Saturday night or, or follows the Road Hammers. I can I can tell you, one hundred percent, they are just great guys. They they are great mm-hmm. guys to hang out with, to be with. Yeah, uh, very professional. Yeah, yeah, lovely guys. So caught, obviously caught the show Saturday night, and, and what and what a show were you there? Or you no, so well, we we went on air, and um, of course, yes. So correct. we were yes. sort of on air yes. from seven till nine, and. And sadly, I yeah, it was a bit ill that that night. So by the time we, we did actually cut it a bit short, and by the end of the show, I was thinking, oh, it'd be nice to go down because they sort of started playing about half past nine, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're on a little bit late, but it yeah. was a gee whiz, they put a great show on. Mm. Mm. But yeah, so by that time, we just yeah, it was sort of ninety nights for me. But oh, yeah, yeah, a bit sad I missed it. But, um, but how did you go with the heat on the day? It was it was it was it was hot as hell. Oh, the afternoon um, with the sun where it was and where our stand was. Um, it, it, although through the day it was a great spot to be to look at the stage and everything. Um, yeah, that afternoon sun, she had a bit of a bite in it, didn't it? It, it was evil, and we we live up here, mm. you know. Yeah. So I um, what I did find and. Look, everyone, everyone's an expert when you don't have to put an event on when it's not yours, obviously. But um, what we did find was we went for a stroll um, on dusk when the, the lights come on on the on the field there on the speedway field, and and gee whiz, that was a that was a really awesome um, awesome atmosphere with the trucks under the lights. I, I almost would like to see that whole day move forward a few hours into the evening. So you've got because, that display uh, at night time. Well, uh, you, you know, a few of the boys had the ice packs going, and um, mm. 
you know, and then they're running the running lights and stuff. And, and I'm not sure if Mike's seen that at Clarendon, but I think they're doing that at Clarendon, Mike, yeah? Yeah, they were. I had to leave a little bit early, so I didn't get to see it. But mm. I've got some photos of what they were doing. It's pretty spectacular show, the light show. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's it's, it's popular in the states, you know. So I I think I think maybe they could um, they could possibly look, you know, maybe they could look at something like that with lights on the hill because you know our 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 September's, you know, September October's are getting hotter up here in Queensland. There's mm. no doubt the weather's getting warmer. So that, you know, we wandered around, you know, into the dark and and with the lights on and everything. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic atmosphere actually. Yeah. And it actually yeah. probably helped um, a few guys hang around a bit longer too, if because uh, mm. some blokes have some pretty spectacular lights now on their trucks, don't they? Mm. Oh, don't they? Again, five ru- you know five rubber hell of lights on your bull bar was a big deal in the day, and now. <laughs> Goodness mm. me. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty special to have three lights on your mirrors, you know, or something like that. Mm. Nowadays, Isn't that interesting how that's come back into vogue? Mm. Three lights on the mirror, mm. you know, like um, my uh, my 900s in the 90s, you know, that's when it all went back to that one light in the centre of the mirror and every truck had that. And, you know, the early the early Kenworth all had three lights and now they've all gone back to it again. Which is mm. pretty, Old is new again, so there's hope. There's hope for us three blokes after all, isn't it? Well, we're cu- we're yeah. coming back. Yep. <laughs> yep. The the will's there. <laughs> the the will's there. The way is a bit of a struggle, but yeah, yeah. Mm. It's sometimes you you wake up in the morning thinking you can do what you did when you were thirty. Yeah, you can't. And by about lunchtime, you realise you're just not thirty anymore. Mm. So, yeah. did you um, did you drive up and down? No, we actually stayed okay. out near the museum there. Oh yeah, right at yeah. the, the little um, motel there near yeah, the museum. Yeah. yeah, so that's where we actually broadcast from there mm. on a Saturday night, and um, on the Sunday morning we went up and had a uh, spent a bit of time up at the memorial. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and then then came home. So, Did you check the museum out? Uh, we've been in around the museum before. Me and Colette went up there oh, a couple of months ago, uh, looking at it as a venue, prospective venue for a conference. And um, mm. yeah, no, it's quite a good facility there. We went over there on the Friday night and had dinner. Yep. So okay. they've got that restaurant there that operates, I think, seven days a week. Um, and and it was quite good. So yeah, no, we've had a had a bit of a look around there. But um, yeah, it's it's great in there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I um, oh, we uh, we were lucky enough to visit the Shepparton Museum last year for work for cruising. We were uh, Gav and I were down in Melbourne, and we drove up the museum and I don't know if you boys have done the one at Shepparton, but that that's mind blowing. Yeah, right. Oh that's my goodness. Move. move. That that the the truck display in there is is extraordinary. Right. So we've got the National Road Freighters conference there in February next year. Okay. Yeah. So a combination of that and the wool shed, I think, which is behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where the National Road Freighters Conference is next year. Um, 
yeah, so that might be um, something where people are quite excited to go to if it's that that good. Oh, it's it's I I haven't seen I haven't seen an indoor display of trucks in Australia like like that that museum at Shepparton. Yeah, right. It's, uh, they made. I mean, I I haven't been lucky enough to go to Alice Springs, so I don't know. But <clears throat> the one at Shepparton, it's 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 extraordinary. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Alice Springs will blow your mind if you go out there. I haven't seen Move, but yeah, Alice mm. Springs is a yeah. I, I'd say it's probably getting close to the biggest in in Australia for for the amount of mm. trucks they have there. Um, it's 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 certainly on our bucket list. Yeah, uh, yeah. maybe next year, mate. We can all we'll all be out there. Oh yeah, it's um it, it it's been a challenge, hasn't it, with COVID because they um out of Brisbane. They cancelled the direct flights. Mm. I think there's so, one, one out of Brisbane now, but it's only on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So you can't kind of fly there on a Friday and come back sort of Sunday yeah. for work. It's a, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a challenge. So yeah, yeah. Mm. There's um, well, at the around the same time now is always the um, Red Centre Nationals. So that's on Correct. a week later. So. Maybe you should make a fortnight of it. Hmm. I may have to talk to my editor, Craig. Yeah, I reckon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Should be able, should be able to fund that. Yeah. Speaking speaking of editor, how are you boys going? Are you uh, you must be working on issue two of Truck and Life? Hey, issue two, we're putting to bed this weekend. Mm. Oh, well, congrats on Monday. Congratulations, because we're on deadline for cruising. So yep. it must be the week. There must be the week for it. Yes, we've uh, no. we're we're putting uh, issue two hundred and seventy to bed this weekend well as done. we speak. Oh, well done. Yeah. 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 So how's the stress yeah. levels? How's how's the blood pressure? I oh, know my blood pressure is perfectly fine. I can't say the same for our designer though. Yeah. <laughs> or any of the other partners, because Mike just puts the pressure on everyone else. Yeah. Well, that's that. That's the editor's job. Oh right, eh? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Part. I, I, I have found that uh, it, it's quite nice. I can get out in the truck and just turn the phone off and. Just take it up with Sonia. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. No, she's she's the one that brings us all into line. That's right. Yeah, we get, yeah, we yeah. get lists of jobs to do. Yeah, oh, very good. Very good. Even me. Yeah. Um, well, has, been, has been a little easier this this edition, I suppose, because it's not our first. Yes. Um, yeah. So, but you know, it's, e- easier for us, maybe. Yeah. Mm, not for Sonia. Easier for Sonia. Ah, well, mm. that's why mm. she gets paid the big bucks, eh? Well, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, uh, it, job. I wouldn't know where we would without her. So. Mm. It, it, it'll get easier to go along by the time you make it to issue 100. It'll just happen by itself almost. Mm. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how many, was, how many uh, issues you got? Two, 270. 270. Yeah. So we're uh, cruising 23 years now. Wow. Yeah. yeah 20, 24 years next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and 
Well, we we were we were monthly up until COVID, right? And and then we found there was a there was a huge uptick in sales and subscriptions during COVID, and mm. to be honest, we kind of burnt out a bit. You know, Gav Gav the owner and the editor. Well, he's the designer as well. So he mm. he's basically he's put together every magazine since issue number one, and right. none of us are getting any younger. Uh, we've, we've all hit that magic five zero, and um, yeah, he he kind of said, you know what, I'm 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 just getting tired. So we've we've gone back to ten issues, um, yeah, which which is yeah still still every fifth week we publish the mag. So we we had this fantasy that it would be like. Oh, this will be really, really quite relaxing, but it hasn't been. <laughs> it hasn't quite worked that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was uh, interested to see. Uh, I saw a, a video of Bruce Honeywell in 2012 out at Alice Springs, and uh, I was surprised to discover that when they were putting Truck and Light together in its heyday. Um, and, and out to 2012, they were doing it with just four people every month. Incredible, um, hey? Yeah, it is incredible when you think about it. It is a real feat of planning and and preparation, I suppose, to get everything right and dot all the I's and cross all the T's and make mm. sure you've got everything under control. I, um, I meant to I meant to ask you, Mike. Is, is Bruce mm. still with us? Yeah, he is. I, Talking to him on the phone the other day, or oh, say the other day, probably a month and a half ago now. Um, Bruce uh, has had a copy of our new magazine in his hot little hand, and Bob can back me up. Bruce has said that it's uh, not a bad job. Wow. And um, that to me is the ample of approval from one of the older statesmen of the, of the uh, trucking journalistic industry. To, Pretty good thing. I'm fairly proud of that. Bruce has got a lot to offer. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So and, how, uh, how how old would he be now? Oh no, how old, Bob? Um, seventy nine. Yeah. There you go. Is that Uncle Bob on the sideline there? It is. It is Uncle Bob <laughs> McMillan on the sidelines. <laughs> Hello, Uncle Bob. <laughs> hey, Paul. How are you, mate? Good, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm, uh, just uh, having a little couple of days in Sydney. Oh, you're not in Cardwell. You're in Sydney, right? No, no, I'll be home in Cardwell later in the week. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if, if you go via Brisbane, you have no excuse, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Evans Head, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. well... I've got a, a, a bit of family to uh, catch up with too, so it's a little bit frantic. Mm, yeah, no, no, fair enough. Yeah, I'd like to catch up, Paul. We'll, we'll get around to it, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, are you, um, to the, uh, are you coming to the Mallee's reunion? I'd love to. Um, I've been invited. I, I would love to go yeah, up no, there, but, but again... Uh, just, just time and finances kind of doesn't allow it. Unfortunately, okay. I would like All to right. go. Yeah, 
I would like to go and uh, and I haven't seen I haven't seen the old fella. Well, basically since since you know that that green, white, and yellow company took over and yeah. just <laughs> de- de- decimated a fantastic business. I haven't seen him since then. So yeah, mm. but um, mm-hmm. yeah, green, so white, that- and yellow company. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm right. trying to be on my no, best behaviour. They were blue and white to start with, and then they morphed into green, white, and yellow. Correct, correct. Yeah. Mm. Peter, I wonder who that could be. Oh. <laughs> is, is, isn't, it, isn't it amazing how... Uh, isn't it amazing how a husband and wife can start a transport enterprise with one truck and build it into an absolute efficient powerhouse, and yeah, then be exactly. bought out, and then be bought out by a multinational, and it just crumbles within twelve months? Never yeah. ceases to fascinate me. Still happens today. Yeah, well, be fascinated. You know what the latest news is? Uh, possibly Centurion not. Have, well, apparently Centurion have just bought ABC. Oh really? There you go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I I did see it on Facebook, so it must be true. Oh, well, of course <laughs> it is. Oh uh, mate. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, name, Bob. Andrew Kagan. Yeah. Apparently, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a letter purported to be written by him to his staff mm, turned up mm. on Facebook there earlier this afternoon. Saying the transition will take place at November, mm. and uh, yeah, there you go. I've, uh, you know, growth through acquisition. How many times have we seen that come to play and then fail? Mm. It just... Well, you've got to look at what Tolls did. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. Uh, yeah, but that even well, goes in happen. other industries too, doesn't it? Like big, big yeah. pharmaceuticals did it too, and they, yeah, they crash. Well, I'm 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 proud to say I'm going to go. I'm I'm our uh, our lawyer will probably shake his head on Monday, but anyway, I'm proud mm-hmm. to say. Classic example there is Bauer Media. You know, Bauer Media coming to Australia, buying up all these titles and magazines, and, and then it all just fell over in a big big heap. You know, it's um, mm. it you know bigger isn't always better. It's not always mm. better. So I think. Um, in a lot of situations, it takes the passion out of of a, of a company or a, a small enterprise. Of course, it does. Um, yeah, you can't like the bean counters can never substitute what a passionate person did. You know, no. And when it comes down to dollars and cents and and things like that, all we end up with is a coots tanker at the bottom of a hill on fire. Oh, who said that? It's, it's fact. Fact. I uh, mm. I subbed I subbed to Macaluse for three years when I first first become an owner driver, and mm. I can I can tell you on first hand even back in those days maintenance was just a joke. Mm. It was non-existent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, you know, there's more to life than money. It's just you know. So in all these little individual things, there's a bit of passion, you know. And if whatever it stays there, a, a company can be successful. But you take that passion away, and and it fails. The the leadership changes. So couldn't agree more. The, yeah. You know, quite often in these scenarios, the 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 boss owner, whatever of a company, um, is the leader, and and people get confused between a boss and a leader. So mm. 
or the owner and a leader or whatever, but a big company like that, where, where's the leadership challenges in it? You know, they're, they're more worried mm. about their shareholders and what they are about their customer or their employees. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bit deep for Saturday night. People don't it? understand. It is very deep for a Saturday night. Yeah. But anyway, no. so what's, um, Paul, what's your next uh, show or whatever you're doing with cruising? Like, you must be out and about somewhere. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys in New South Wales have got a cracker, a cracker of a uh, of a month coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So on the, on the 15th of October in Camden, um, which is out, out of southwest Sydney, correct? Very close uh, to Mike. It's about, um, uh, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes from where I live. There you go. You've got the uh, you've got the Camden Showground. Uh, at the Camden Showgrounds, you've got the Camden Car Show. So that's yep. uh, that's on the fifteenth of October. That will be uh, they get around three hundred and fifty to four hundred cars there, and yeah. that that's right. that's a that's a cracker of a show. So if anyone's around um, again, happen to be in Sydney on the weekend, stuck bobtail, no loaded trails until Monday. You know that's a that's a good way to good way to spend a day is to go out there and check out some awesome cars and, and, uh, and pick up some trade scenes, etc. Um, so they have, and, um, on the evenings of these, do they have a bit of music and a bit of dancing and <clears throat> some, some of them, some of them do. Um, so for example, on the, the, the last weekend of October in Mildura, um, You've got the uh, the Goanna Run. So the Desert City Rodders have been running that Goanna Run for about 20 years now in Mildura. Um, so that's 27, 28, 29 of October. That's that's a that's a cracker of a weekend. Live bands every night, Friday night and a Saturday night. Um, car show vendors. Uh, that that's that's a weekend. And again. When I when I was on the road, that's what I used to do. You know, I'd 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 get the old cruiser magazine out. If uh, particularly in my fridge van days, if I was stuck in Adelaide or Melbourne or Perth for a weekend, I'd get the old magazine out and go right. Oh, what's on this weekend? And drop drop the van and bob bob tail away and go and check out some cars. It's a it's a far better op- opportunity than sitting in a truck stop. Mm. And particularly particularly these days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you got you've got some really good stuff coming up. Um, Lake Mulwalla. Um, so on the border down there, um, Victoria, New South Wales border in uh, in November is the Lake Mulwalla run, the rod run. Yeah. That ha- that that has like five hundred cars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's a uh, that's a, a three day event as well. So that's tenth, eleventh and twelfth of November. So we've um yeah, we, we, there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff coming up um, throughout throughout the from from the run here to Christmas. Um, lots of stuff. So if, if anyone's looking for that, uh, you know that calendar, it's on our website cruising.com.au. So we we list all the events, um, and it's basically every state in Australia. So we list all the events so they can get on there and have a look, or or better yet, buy the mag and in the back the back five pages of the magazine is all the events listing. So yeah, right. um yeah. So once again, if you 
you know, guys and girls that are stuck somewhere for a weekend or, or at home and decide, you know what, let's go and check out some cool colours. Mm. Um, time, time well spent, absolutely. So yeah. some of those shows, say with the bands and that, there's a bit of old-time rock and roll dancing and stuff like that going on? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the proper music, you know, the, the real stuff, <laughs> which, which you'll find in my song list. Craig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to go back to that email. Pull some of that out. Yeah. Bit of the, um, bit of fun in it all, eh? Yeah, yeah. The proper the proper music from days gone by when music was real before auto tuners and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> when people yeah, would, yeah. when people could actually sing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They're certainly Very, good shows. Yeah. Maybe we need to go to a few of those, Mike, and you can get on your old um, dancing shoes. Mate, uh, yeah, I, I don't dance unless I've had a considerable intake of alcohol, mate. So <laughs> is that like four stubbies or 40? No, uh, it'd be, it'd be uh, probably four or five would probably do it. Yeah, right, eh? And, um, good to I'm know. I'm a show truck these days. You're a show truck? <laughs> I thought I'm a cheap drunk. Oh, cheap drunk. Yeah, cheap well, that's drunk. Better than a show days. truck, yeah. Uh, half, a, half a bottle of honey whiskey would probably do it for me. Yeah? Yeah. You'd be on the dance floor. Not many calories in half a bottle of honey whiskey. 900 no. in a whole bottle, I believe. Last time I did any dancing was at a mate of mine, Paul's wedding, a few years ago. And I must say, I was a fairly loose unit that night. <laughs> and uh, I did actually tear a sole off a shoe dancing. Really? I said, ch- chucked a retread. <laughs> through a cap. Yeah, through a cap. A 10, 20 rag tire, a Dunlop with a, with a cold reckon, cap on it. Yeah, mm, good stuff. I reckon yeah. it probably was. I did. I, did. I came <laughs> across a poor caravan the other day coming into Brisbane and he'd single axle caravan and he'd, he'd done a right hand tyre. She blew out and dropped the thing on the ground and um, yeah, just stuck there. No, You know, what do you do? Nowhere to mm. go. And because of our, our wonderful roads and nowhere to pull over, <laughs> there, there was about a kilometre of guardrail yeah. on the left mm. hand side. You know, what are you supposed to do these days? I don't know. I don't have the answer Just for that. Just sit, sit in the middle of the road and try to get rid of help. There's a few people around helping out, which is good to see. But Wreck a rim, that's what you do. Yeah. Oh, he had a long way to go. I think, mm. he, would, I think he would have wrecked more than a rim by the time he got got mm. to the end of that guardrail. Um, mm. All right, mm. probably all right okay. if it was a bogey one, but um, mm. yeah. Anyway. That's it, put those buddy cheese cutters and our carrows up because, you know, we need to keep you actually on the road. If you, if you bugger it up and uh, can't drive your car with a sufficient skill level to keep it between the white lines, then we need to make sure you bounce back and chuck shit all over the place and, and just inconvenience everyone rather than sticking your tra- car in the trees mm. or the scenery. Well, I've never seen them guardrails mm. keep a B-double on the road. No, that that doesn't work real well. No, no rookie Any... suspension bad after that. <laughs> hey, back to back mm. to your Facebook page, Paul. There's a product here you've got on there, Jay Leno's car products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
What's the go with that? Is that well, actually Jay Leno? Because it looks on his thing like it's on the bottles, like very funny bit of his face. It, it, well, look, it is. Uh, so they they were an advertiser of ours. Um, so does does Jay Leno stir a pot of car wash in his little garage at night? No, it's. Uh, it's 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 once again Americans are very big on uh, on sponsorship and uh, and um, oh, I'm searching for the correct word here um, product endorsements, endorsements. Product, endorsements. In product endorsements correct so my understanding is it's a, it's a, a management company that makes the products with Jay Leno's name um, it's endorsed by him he he. It's sold under his name. Look, I've uh, I've used a bit of it. It's it's not too bad. Um, gee whiz, it's uh, and I must I must say to you guys, and I hope they're listening. That since I uh, since I bought my first copy of Truck and Life and started listening to the podcast, I am going to try some of the Omicron. So yeah. there you go. A- advertising and sponsorship does work. I hope they're listening. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am going to try some of their stuff as well. So it's it's mm. uh, gee whiz, it's a um, it's a uh, it's a competitive industry that that car wash, mm. car care, truck wash, everyone's having a go at it. But I've uh, I remember talking to a, a gentleman years ago about alloy polish, and, and I in my workshop or in our wash bay where the truck sits. I must have every alloy polish known to me, and whenever I see it, I'll buy it and go. Mm. Yeah, in the old days when you went, I wish this has got to be the answer to polish alloy rims and tanks and a bull bar really easy. There's still no Mm. answer to it, is there? No. (laughs) There's no easy answer. answer. Yeah, fine, I'll wrap them. The best answer is get someone else to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it used to be just auto sale, eh? For a long time. Auto sale. What yeah. was an auto sole the it imagine was, the amount of tins and tubes of auto sole that were sold. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. just the duck's yeah. guts, wasn't it? You know? Then purple. Well, it went from you, you polish it with auto sole mm. and once you finished with that, then you got the purple onto it and that made it better. Right. But mm. you couldn't get you couldn't get the to the same finish, just by using purple because it wasn't mm. wasn't harsh it, enough. Wasn't, it didn't have the abrasions. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't yeah. Ajax. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When well, I, I uh, sorry, so my old mate Tones had his bar polished on that K two hundred is, and then he went to that pretty slick as clear uh, joint okay. and yep. had the thing wrapped in clear. Mm. Problem solved. Wrapped in oh, clear. I did see that video, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I wonder how sure that would work. I wonder how that would work, Mike, in uh, in trucks that run out in the Western Country with a million stone chips a week. Yeah, I've got to say, if you're getting a million stone trucks, you know, stone chips on your truck a week. You're probably sitting too close up someone's bum. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, <laughs> it, it, I, I think it's funny. Is you that too buy, no, you can buy two trucks at exactly the same time with the same bar on the front of it, and one of them will have no chips on it, and the other mm. one they'll be all over it. And it it is um, it is orientated to the steering wheel. 
So the bloke sitting behind the steerable. That well, I was trying to be nicer, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um, you can buy two K one O fours at exactly the same time, and you can only have a face print on one of them on oh, the side door. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Still haven't got that print made yet. Mm. Uh, so, but yeah. you see it. Um, what do they do? What do they do it on the caravans? What do they call them? Rock rock tamers. Rock mm. tamers. Yeah. Yep. To stop it bashing the front of your caravan about. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They so do. So there's always that bloke that'll go through the roadworks coming towards you at 100 kilometres an hour without slowing down and shower you with rocks. Mm. Thanks very much. You know, I call them up and say, keep it on the bitumen, mate. It's all good. <laughs> Calm down. Just maintain your line. No, we'll move over to the left and chuck shit all over you. Mm. I, I it's amazing how that a rock can plant itself right in the middle of your windscreen. No, that happens. That's mm. Murphy's Murphy's law's got control of that yeah. one, mate. That's a Murphy thing. Yeah. I think it's actually worse when they hit the rubber and they mm. crack the edge of the screen because mm. then, then it just cracks right through the middle of it. Mm. And, um, yeah, that normally happens about two or three weeks after you put a new windscreen in. That's right. Mm. Just to wreck that. I think I think it's amazing how rocks can find themselves up over the top of your bonnet of truck and put stone chips in the top of your fridge van, the fridge motor, <laughs> 4.3 metres okay. in the air. That's mm, fascinating. That's yeah. That's, that's someone a having a your, crack. Uh, a trailer, Bob? Sorry, mate. Did you have stone chips in your road trailer? Not a lot, but a couple, yeah. yeah. Especially mm. uh, running down the old... Road to Torrance Creek before they finish sealing it. Correct. The, uh, Correct. Top Bob. Caravans as, as well as uh, road trains that uh, were hooking in a bit, and you got a bit. Hmm. Well, when I when I first started uh, running over to Perth, when hmm. the the WA side, that WA side of the when you first crossed the border was. You know, basically a truck and a half wide, mm. um, and you had the likes of the Cleveland boys and all those guys drop dropping off the bitumen coming towards you at whatever speed they were travelling at. It was amazing the stone chip, the stone chips like that. Um, that first nine hundred of mine, you know, I would get cracks in the glass in the sleeper, and that mm. wasn't from. You know, that was from oncoming traffic coming the other way. It, yeah, it's amazing yeah. what, what a dirt shoulder will do to, to traffic. Yeah, it's quite incredible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Those bloody glasses in the front of the sleepers, are expensive to replace too. Very much so, yeah. yes. And then they yes. leak. And, of course, you get the water down in behind the trim and horrible smell and musty smell and everything. It's pain in the backside. Mm. Um, oh, Just looking at some parts of your magazine too. There's some really nice cars on the front of these. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some um, the 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 car side of things is very much like the truck side of things. Again, a parallel world. The the level of of cars, the build on cars today in Australia is. Honestly, we, we're build, we're building the best quality custom cars and hot, hot rods in the world. In the world, 
we we re- we really do. We we build the best in the world here now. Well, um, why do you think that is? It is mainly to do with in the states their rego their rego rules are so much more relaxed than ours. Mm. So they have a <clears throat> most of the states in America they have a triple S rule for old cars, which is as long as they can start, steer and stop, you can register them. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's where the rat rod, the rat rod movement coming out of America where, you know, got, you know, people were dragging these, these barn finds out of, out of, you know, out of barns full of rust, rust holes in the floor, putting new oil in, changing the plugs, chopping the roof three inches, going, <clears throat> go and register them and start driving them. <clears throat> um, like it or love it, Australia being the the nanny state that we are, that the rego the rego rules on registering a hot rod or or a custom you know an old custom car here are so so stringent. The engineering mm. to get a to get a car registered here, you just have no choice but to build it to the to the to utmost the to the standard. Mm. You, you, otherwise, you just can't register. Yeah. So, so to build, you know, an example, a thirty-two Ford here, it doesn't matter what state in Australia. There's five levels of engineering. The engineers have to have to inspect that car on five different occasions before it's completed, and then to to do the registration, you know, you've got to go through the brake test, the steering test, the whole lot. So, look. Mm. There's falls and against it for it. What it has done is to push. It's pushed the value of the hobby up. It's not a cheap. It's not a cheap hobby to be in anymore. But it's a very safe one. Mm. Um, so we, our standard of cars here are, are are very very high. The equation to that, the, the trade off to that is very very expensive. Mm. It, it, it's it's a it's an expensive hobby to be yeah. in now. Yeah. So with the importing of them too, I suppose there's still the same dilemmas with the ADRs on every every little thing on the on the vehicle. With it's 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 complex. Um, if you bring in a, say a mid fifties and a nineteen fifty seven Chev, uh, you you can register that left hand drive in all states in Australia. It really only has to go through a roadworthy, mm. so it's fairly simple. It's when you start modifying them. So, for example, if you were to convert it to right-hand drive, mm. uh, upgrade the brakes, upgrade the engine, that's when all your ADRs come into play and that's where it becomes complex very mm. much so. I had an yeah. experience um, with a company that I was with at one stage. I imported a, a motorbike from the States um, into Australia and, and trying to get it, just registered that you had to go through and every like every light everything on it had to have an ADR number on it correct and and you had to register that and it was quite a quite a long process to get it through yes um, you know and you, and you it was a bit like applying for a permit with NHVR you 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 jump through all the hoops that they give you. You cynical bastards! No, I'm not being cynical. It's, you know, but you you go through all the hoops um, that that were given to you to to jump through, and then the next thing they you know, then they give you a few more. 
Correct. Um, Correct. Yeah. It's it's very it's more relaxed for anything that's over thirty years old. Yeah. But it, anything under thirty, hence the reason why we haven't got a flood of right-hand drive Peterbilt driving around Australia, because anything under thirty year old, and then you have to convert it to right-hand drive. Not sure on motorbikes, obviously, <laughs> but anything anything under thirty years old has to be converted to right-hand drive, and then it becomes. A red tape nightmare. Yeah. I think An this absolute nightmare. I think this particular bike at the time was was under that um, threshold, yep. so it yep. it had to have everything in it. I can remember pulling lights and and all sorts of bits off it to check that mm. there was a, a number on it somewhere. Correct. But, mm. um, yeah. But you look at the work that goes into these cars, and I, you mm. know, have have had mates who have had these vehicles and. The the detail that they go to is unbelievable. Not only the detail, but the but the money and and I know it's Saturday night, not Wednesday night, uh, but I, I I've on, on a number of occasions I've invited. Uh, so there is a there's a national body for pre forty eight cars in Australia called the Australian Street Rod Federation, and. Um, it's really good because there's only one national body, not like there's multiple ones in road transport. So there's one representative body for those old cars. Mm. Uh, and, and every two years they hold street rod nationals, which is anything up to 1,500 to 2,000 cars. That, that, that event roams around, roams around Australia. Each state gets a turn every two years. Uh, probably the last six years I've become jaded, given up prior to that, I would invite the, the, the state transport minister of, of that state. So, for example, if the nationals was held in New South Wales, I'd write a letter, invite the state transport minister to come along and have a look at the money that the hobby is, is, is turning over and the money that's putting back into the economy because each one of these cars that's built, there's a mum and dad fabrication shop that's building the mud mudguard brackets. There's a mum and dad fabrication shop building the chassis. There's a mum and dad paint shop that's 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 painting the body on the car and it's just a river of money. Mm. Yeah. But again, we we never see the governments acknowledge that, do we? You know, it's it's mm. and, and it's a and it's a good news story in a country that doesn't make anywhere near enough of what we should anymore. We we just we just don't seem to be celebrating the the little bit of manufacturing we've got left. You know, we we've got a couple of joker politicians up here in southeast Queensland that can't help themselves. They're at the Volvo factory at Wakehall every three weeks getting a photo. God bless them. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure they're sick of my emails and phone calls. But I said, when I, I haven't seen one go to Packer yet in Bayswater and and say. Look at look at this company here in, in in outside the outskirts of Melbourne that is building twenty two trucks a day. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you don't see a politician down there, you know, celebrating that. But we're happy to lat forward, hold and go. Anyway, it's Saturday night, not mm. Wednesday night. So. <laughs> but the the thing with the the shows like these cars bring, you know, it is tourism into towns as well. So absolutely, if you get. A town that you get 500, 500 cars come to, you'd, you'd nearly you'd nearly think the simple maths are you've probably got four people with 
with that crew. So correct. And and plus correct. the people that want to come and have a look. So you know that that just simply equates out to anywhere between two and five, six thousand people at, attending, or being in town, whether at the show for five minutes because they want to be there and have a look at something else. It benefits that whole community. It, it does, and there's there's a couple of communities down south, and uh, one is the town of Bright in Victoria. Uh, they they've gotten behind the Bright Rod Run for many years, and they they do that rod run in the off season, away from the snow season, obviously from mm. the skiing, and the Bright Rod Run. There is thousands. Thousands and thousands of people pour into that town every year for, for the hot rod run. So they they spend money, they buy fuel, they, they spend money at cafes, restaurants, mm. accommodation. Again, ag- again, you know, let's let's talk about Clarendon, you know, the Clarendon Classic, the the money that that pours into that that little Hawkesbury area. Yeah, you, you, you know, and and it's it's a pity that it's a pity that that is not more widely um, accepted and 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 recognised that the money of these events, you know, a perfect example is the, the Denny Ute Muster. I don't know how mm. many, you know whether you guys know the history mm. on that, but Deniliquin was was basically one of those rural towns in Australia that was dying. It was dying, and uh, the Denny Ute Muster, you know, has basically saved the town. Mm. Um, through through the river of money that comes in when people convert, mm. Tam Tamworth Country Music Festival, perfect example, mm. you know. So, yeah. um, but a lot of these uh, events for small towns, you know, if if there's a small town out there listening, I don't know if there's towns that listen, but you know, there's an opportunity to start presenting things like this. People love going to them, whether it's a car show, a truck show, find something, a caravan show, or w- whatever, but. Any any kind of this, these festivals or whatever brings a lot of money into towns. Um, t- Tamora kicked ass with this aviation museum. But Correct. When they have flying, <clears throat> yes. you can't get accommodation for hundreds of kilometres. It's amazing, isn't it? Tamora, you yeah. know, <laughs> like it's a yeah. dot on the map. But yeah, they yeah. had they had a shy yeah. that absolutely supported it, and not supported only supported it. Did yep. they extend the runway and make things better? They built an estate for people so that they could virtually, or well you can, you you can taxi your your plane from your house onto the runway. So mm. they make provisions for things like that. Is that um, right? That's cool. Yeah, that's, so, that's way cool. And, yeah, and yeah. if you're a plane enthusiast, I guarantee you're going to bring some money somewhere because they ain't cheap. They're so, not cheap, Craig. No. So, no. towns that do things like that to encourage that sort of like that, well, planes to tomorrow, you know, they, they've done a fantastic job, and those flying events are absolutely amazing. So, you know, small towns that want to have an event like this, it's it's pretty simple. You know, you build it, they will come. It's it's all about it's all about a like minded partnership. And it'd be a bit like the transport industry in the NHVR. Anyway, moving forward. Um, so, uh, uh, for example, I mean, uh, my lovely wife and I, we, we ran a, a festival for seven years at uh, Mount Tambourine on the Gold Coast Hinterland. So the 
the population of Tambourine Mountain is around 5,000 people. Each weekend we did we, we ran our festival for a year, we would bring 7,000 people to the mountain. So we would more than double the population, right? So that was just an absolute river of money because everyone, mm. it was a three-day festival, people, the motels would book out, the hotels, the pubs, the restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the, there was there was parts of the community that wanted to play. Unfortunately, there was, there was uh, power brokers in the community that didn't like what we were doing and basically made it uh, commercially impossible for us to continue to run the festival there. So, so we shut it down. Um, and, and that, that was their single biggest income because that, that, that whole community relied on tourism. Mm. So through, through arrogance and blind, you know, blindness, they, they basically pushed out the single biggest income owner of the year. Mm. So that's the downside. The upside is look at casino and the casino truck show. I mean, hats off to casino. Mm. The 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 support that town puts puts behind that truck show. That's that's the other the flip side of of what can happen when a community partners with 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 an event. Everybody wins. Mm. Everyone wins. And and the yeah. support for that show is growing more and more. Um, it's extraordinary. I yeah, think, yeah. I think the next one will be one. That um, is an eye opener for everybody, um, mm. be- because of mm. the support they're getting. They're getting new people involved um, that that want to be there. That there's a nice um, succession plan for people that have been doing it for a while in case they want to opt out. Which is something mm-hmm. that you know, in any of these events, you know, th- there can be key people, and if they drop off, it can kill the event. So. It's good to quickly, see very quickly, yes. Good to yeah. see something like casino where they're actually, you know, in a in a succession plan. Mm. So, you know, it can continue because it's you know they used to have a a thing from um, casino down to Evans here, the the beef and reef festival, and for some reason it's fallen apart. And mm. you know mm. we used to have processions down the main street here, and it started in casino. It was great because we were actually part of the casino shire. Um, okay. In in Evans Head, it, it sounds odd, but yeah, it runs down runs down to the ocean here. So, yep. you know, but mm. but those events, the um, casino shires even got on board now very heavily with with the show. But there's so many more opportunities for uh, small country towns to really start to get into this. You know, so if so, if someone takes an idea to them, they really need to to try to run with it. They need to open their eyes, and and it's such a multi. The the, the benefits are so multi level. Mm. You know, <clears throat> with these successful truck shows again, the and and the same thing with the car shows, the hot rod shows, the the um, the ben, you know, the benefits are so multi level that it's it's a public relations exercise for the public. Um, in the mid nineties, I was I was insured with um, with NTI and. NTI used to do this uh, truck um, truck truck we- uh, awareness safety week, and that mm. that that it was a national week, but it culminated every year in September with a Father's Day truck show in Brisbane, and um, 
we used to uh, I used to take one of one of my trucks and a fridge van into the into the um, showgrounds, and they would land a care for like <clears throat> helicopter on the on the roof of the fridge van, which was pretty amazing. I've got to tell you, the first time I've never been near a helicopter that big in my life, and I was sitting in a I was sitting in the T nine hundred with a load of meat in the van. And it was blowing that truck and trailer around like it was a Tonka toy. It was it was an extraordinary experience. So they basically mm. touch the touch the um, uh, I'm not an aviator. Is it the feet, the runners, the you know the two the two feet that the helicopter sits on? The, the I, I'm sure. What are they, what are they, the, Mike? The skids. Skids. Yep. They they just mm. touch them on the roof of the van, and then a couple of the a couple of the uh, rescue guys would jump out, abseil down the sides of the trailer. Big public, um, you know, public relations exercise. And then that truck show was really good because it was all about introducing general public to the transport industry, mm-hmm. to drivers, to the trucks, you know. So it, it not only was it a truck show, but it was a really good public public image um, yeah, exercise. And, and so... Again, with with things like you know ag shows, the big ag show up here in, in Toowoomba, up home here, um, you know it, it's it's obviously an industry, it's an industry show, but so many general public go to engage with farmers and suppliers and tractors, and that, that's what we. I I just feel these days society, so many people are disengaged with so many other parts of society. Mm. It's it's. Um, you know, it, it, it's sad, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're disengaged, you know, look, don't get me started on consumers disengaged from how their food arrives on the plate. It just drives me up the wall. They just have no idea. <laughs> but, but these events, you know, and it takes sometimes an idea to create what, what you're going to do, right? Yes. And, or, or add to something. So, like, Kudamundra. I think it was in 03 or 04, they decided to have, have how many tractors you can have ploughing at the one time. All mm. oh, right, yep, that's so cool. they did that. They yep. had 18, I'm just reading it back again here, 1,862 tractors ploughing. Wow. You know, so that was a record that was sent there. I think someone broke it just after that. But at the time, um, I can remember going over top of it in a helicopter as we went out and have a look and, I think at the time we had a water cart or something out there. But um, events like that, you know, what they can bring to a town is, yes. is amazing. And we've got a world of people in Australia now travelling around in caravans that are just looking for the next event or something to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so And they will travel. They'll if, if that's on every year or something, they'll go to it. And that'll be part of their plan. Um, part of their plan, correct? Yeah, I yeah. know. I know people that travel. Const- like that's all they do. They're retired and they they travel, and and they go to the same events every year. It's part of their mm. what they do. Um, so, and and that's where the money is to be spent. What the what the towns what the towns and the councils. Yeah, sorry, mate. We still got you there. It's broke out. Oh no! Oh, there you go. Must yeah. be, must be must be everywhere tonight, Mike. Must be must be the night for it. Yeah. 
Jeez. Maybe. Maybe, they, uh, they cut him off half sentence there, eh? They did too. Anyway, we'll see if we can get him back again. Or maybe his phone went flat. That, I don't know. That could have happened. Could have happened. But, yeah, there is opportunity out there. I just offend somebody. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. No. Well, normally, normally tell you that we're going to cut you off. <laughs> well, normally, normally warn you to be first. So. Mm. If that, you know, that was one. Keep, keep it up, buddy. One. Strike yeah. one. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you cut, might you, get untidy you cut, for you. You cut, you cut me off because I was about to rag on local councils. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'd, no, never. I'd never Wouldn't lose that. that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> they need they need to cut down on some of this ridiculous red tape to encourage these events, you know, the... Some of the compliance that these um, these event organisers have to go through now is is extraordinary. Mm. It's just extraordinary. Yeah, and and a lot of the time they blame it on insurance and things like that. But it's normally just the fact that they don't want to put the effort into um, talking to their insurer and working a way around it. Like I've seen time after time, we used to have a lot to do with yard dog trials, and okay. at one point. We actually, we're the same thing, you know. They, they say build it, they will come. You know, every every um, Cootamundra show day, um, we'd actually put yards together from borrowed portable sheep yards. So we ended up actually getting um, some people to sponsor us to build permanent yards there. And after we did it, people actually wanted to hold events there not on, on Cootamundra show days. Because mm. we had a set of yards there that were workable, so, but but sometimes the red tape you have to go through to do that just to build something permanent on a site was was crazy, extraordinary, mm. extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. But you have to be a fairly persistent person sometimes to get these things through. So, mm. it, yeah. But anyway, I encourage anyone to do it. Like, do something in your little town, you know. If there's someone in your town that's an enthusiast in something, whether it be canoes or cars or whatever, like have a day, try to have a day and see how it goes. Correct. And, Correct. and it and it may just build from there. Um, you know, whether it's stamp collecting or whatever, just have a crack. Because it, it, it's, there's so much to be said for not, not sitting at home doing nothing, you know, getting out and about. So it's, um, mm. yeah. And we've Absolutely. gone through this digital age where everyone sat, sat at home on their phones and and maybe we're coming out the other side of that where people realise this is not a good thing. It's not a healthy lifestyle choice to be sitting on your lounge watching Netflix and flicking through your phone. Mm. Get out Yeah, we, we, get out we, we used to have a, a, a saying with our festival is uh, you could experience a download, but you could never download an experience. Mm. And that's, that's the reality. You know, you, you, there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, music, there's nothing like live music. You can listen to it on CD, tape, record, mm. whatever, but there's, there's nothing quite like, um, there's nothing quite like that, that live music. Mm. Yeah. You can, you can, you can watch it. You can watch as many, you know, you can watch as many W model Kenworths on YouTube as you like, but there's nothing like steering one in real life. That's right. 
And even um, listening to music yeah, these on. days, I, I wish I still had a record collection and a record player. I do. Really? I, we still we still have records and a record player. Correct? Right, I will be up there shortly. Yep. Um, in fact, a lot of uh, a lot of independent artists around the world now are re-releasing. Um, they're actually re-releasing new music on record, CD, and download. So vinyl vinyl is actually coming back. Mm. In, in a small way, and I feel that's what's going to happen with our magazine industry. Mm. I, 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 I think the print, the print era has hit rock bottom. I think we've hit the bottom, and we're now at the beginning of an uptake where people will actually start saying, you know what, bugger this, I, I, I want something tactile, I want something real, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to buy a magazine mm. and sit and down if, and read. And if you're producing yeah. something that is a collectible, Correct. Um, th- you know, that someone can actually put on the shelf and it's going to sit there for, you know, the next 30 years and not be tempted to stick it in the budgie cage, then, it, yeah, it, w- it will have value. I mean, we're looking it's a, now. It's at, about quality. Yeah. It's about quality. I mean, yep. we're looking now at magazines that were, like, that was trucking life that people now want to have. Like, what was it, mm. Mike? You've, you've, Looking at there at the second edition, I have a, I have original number two in my hand now, right now. Now I I would imagine there'd be more than more than a couple of those around, and the amount of people that have come forward to us to to tell us about what their collection is of trucking life is amazing. Mm. Um, mm. You know, so people hang on to these things and they and they love it, and people now that have subscribed twice. Because when yep. they get it, they want to keep one in the plastic and read one. Well, I can, I can tell you firsthand that issues one to ten of cruising mm. are now worth are now worth a lot of money. They exchange mm. hands now. Twenty odd years on, they they exchange hands for a lot of money in collectors. Absolutely, mm. and that's that's exactly what I've done with with my trucking life. So uh, one issue one, there's one sealed in plastic, never to be opened, and then the other one I've read read the hell out of it, mm. and that's exactly what I've done with it. Mm. Um, every, every issue of cruising that I've had prior to working for the magazine and since working. Same thing. I've I've always had two copies. One goes in my collection. One once for reading. Yeah. Mm. So because, old, and, and and it's about quality. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. the old school's coming back. I think I think so. I think so. Um, you know, you've only you've only got to look at. And interestingly enough, I think it's the young the younger ones that are bringing it back, because the. You know, the generation that actually lived it have gone, yep, it's okay, it was great, yeah, it was okay. Um, but it's the younger ones that, look, I I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with, with social media. You know, it, it truly is a love-hate. Sometimes it's great, sometimes you just, I think it's the worst thing in humanity. But what it has done is it has opened the eyes to young ones to things they wouldn't have wouldn't have experienced before or wanted to experience and a classic example for me is I know uh you know a few young guys are, are just were dying to drive an SAR 
and I'm not talking not talking the legends. I'm talking the originals, you know. And and uh, I've never owned one, but I did own an S2 with a six with a with a six cylinder comes in it with the engine hump. And mm. uh, I've said to them, you you realise they're they're and I, I know there's probably going to be some some cringes out there right now when I say this, but yeah. I said you, you realise a, a six cylinder a six cylinder SAR is like one of the worst trucks on earth to drive. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean, Paul? Well, you when mean? you when you got your when you got your left foot eight inches higher than your right foot for five thousand kilometers a week, you you will mm. end up your chiropractor's best best client. Oh, they can't yeah. be that bad, really. They Wait are, till you yeah. drive one. <laughs> yeah, mm. they're very yeah. cool to drive around the truck show, mm. but uh, not so cool. But, in reality, but they had the look. Yeah. You know, they they had they had the look. Mm. They they had the look. But get a short wheelbase one on walk and beam Hendrickson or six rod and and, <laughs> and probably rougher than a one oh four. Oh well and a K one oh sorry, K one two four on uh, Hendrickson walk and beams. I, I don't think my back's recovered even since then. <laughs> but uh, I'm I, I bought it. Mike, I, I have I have a great love for K one two three K one two four Kenworths. The yeah. reason being, the reason being that I drove one for a little while and it converted me to bonneted trucks, and I've never owned a cab over truck ever again. Sorry, Craig. That's all right. You know, everyone's entitled just, to their opinion. Speaking of uh, old trucks, I had a phone call from Eddie White down in Allensford. He actually bought that old Kenworth off me and he rang me up because he got his uh, issue one of truck of life in his hot little hand. And uh, he has got a K220 coming in uh, early next year. There you go. And uh, they've been in trucks forever. And so we're going to... Go and have a little bit of a story with Eddie. I think about the history of Eddie White and his business, and how they're taking charge of one of the latest pieces of machinery in the country. It'll be a great story about a great Western Victorian trucking business, mm. and uh, I'm looking forward to it. But Eddie's and, and quite funny. And how many, unfortunately, there's been an exodus of small family businesses out of the industry in the last yeah. two to five years? You only, you only got to subscribe to the uh, the auction houses to see that. But how mm. many, how many good, positive family industry stories are still out there? They, mm. They're still there. I don't know for how long, but gee whiz, there's, there's still some wonderful stories yeah. out there, isn't there? You and know? Then, well, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to say that Eddie bought a truck off me and still wants to talk to me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's an achievement, Mike, isn't it? It is an achievement, yeah. But a lot mm. of these, um, you know, now starting businesses in Australia that are trying to have a go, they, they will end up being iconic, but as Australians, we need to support them, like we do all these events and that that goes on. Like, Correct. If if we don't, then that's when you see everything diminish. Like we can all say, blame blame whoever you like 
for Holden disappearing from Australia. But the simple fact is it's because not enough people bought Holdens. Absolutely. So at, at the time of them closing Holden or Toyota or whatever, if you didn't own a Falcon or a Camry or a Commodore, yeah. you had no yeah. right to whinge about it. Couldn't agree yeah. more. And, Could not agree more. Yeah, and we and we didn't have enough um, solid policy within local councils and things like that. Like if every council had a policy of only buying a car made in Australia, which didn't give them much choice, but who cares? So your general manager had to buy a Commodore. That's that's what it was. If if we'd all stuck with that plan, we'd still have a car industry. Well, remember, remember back in the day, and and I'm sure uh, Uncle Bob there, being being a little bit older, would remember all all of this. That in the day, all the police cars, the police cars were Commodores or Fords. Whatever, whatever happened to that? What the hell mm. happened there? You know, like mm. every every government, whether it was you know federal, local, like you say, federal, local, state, police. Um, you know, armed forces that they should have all been buying Australian made vehicles. Mm. I just well, it started. Oh. It started with the public service when the uh, economic managers, rationalist managers, moved in, and I used to cringe up over. You'd see health workers and all sorts of public servants driving around in anything but a Holden, a Falcon, or a Camry. And yeah, uh, yeah and I used to think, well. It's got to end, end badly, and it did, sadly. Mm. Thing is, they, well, they had a policy. But, but they had a policy because local shires could buy vehicles tax-free and without other other tariffs and whatever, they could actually buy them, do their 20,000, 30,000 Ks and sell them for more. And they paid for them. Than what they paid for them. So it was a way of being the cost recovery instead of, Having a bigger picture, so that they that that local shire might have been cost recovery on that particular item, but they just were driving another nail in the coffin of the Australian car manufacturing industry. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. that short sighted, you know. We had, we had shires that were investing money on overseas markets, you know. Why? Yeah. They didn't have to make money. They just had to manage the money they had. But again, getting a bit deep again for Saturday night. <laughs> I think I was still hang on. Are we uh, in a bit of a time warp? That's what I'm thinking. On dear, dear, it's getting very Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting very Wednesday. Mm. Some someday, some someday, you boys will allow me on a Wednesday. Someday. Oh, look, you can come on a Wednesday anytime you like, Paul. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a lazy backhander will sort that out. Mm. No problem. <laughs> I I always mm. threaten I always threaten my editor to do the editorial and Gav always says to me, No, 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 no. He said, You you can do the editorial on the last issue. <laughs> he said, <laughs> <laughs> well, making sure there's no more, you know no more comment on this this, yep. I was going to say, at least you know that you've got job security. And he says, hey, mate, you're doing the editorial next week. You're doing the editorial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the telltale sign. It's um, yeah. it's 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 quite it's quite hilarious. I've just I've turned into my dad. 
Oh, oh ble- rest his my yeah, God rest his soul. I've turned into my dad. I'm just this. I'm just this grumpy old man. It happens. It happens. I'm, to just, us all, I'm just angry at everything. <laughs> old man barks at the moon. Oh. I, I, oh. I just wish I could turn into an old man. Then I'd be um, a bit more. Yeah, a bit more mm. placid. <laughs> Well, it, it's it's happened organically, Craig. I'm um, I'm I'm far less uh, I'm far less fiery than I was as a 25 year old. But I tell you what, yeah. you know, I just I just become you just become so so more frustrated with stupidity in government and the waste and uh, you, you you know don't you you just look at these policies. And you yell at the TV going, what are you doing? <laughs> I was only you... flicking through some stuff the other day and, and it oh, something came up on Facebook with, you know, Kerry Packer's famous speech in front of a Senate inquiry about, you know, the wasting of, of um, tax dollars. Mm. And, it, and it hasn't changed apart from the fact that it's probably double now what it was back then, um, the way the way that the dollar is spent. It's, 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 it's obscene, isn't it? The, the, the money, our money that they waste. And I, I have nothing against, I have nothing against paying tax. I, I still, I still foolishly believe we live in one of the best countries in the world. I, I, I don't begrudge paying tax. What I begrudge is my, my, my money being wasted. That's what I get the most frustrated with, is the waste of the money. Not 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 collecting it, collect it and spend it wisely. That's great. Collect it and just blow it. I I it just. But you know, again, let's let's talk about trucking life. You know, pull out an issue ten, pull out an issue twenty, and issue thirty, and let's let's look at the headlines. Owner driver shafted. Uh, Hang on for a second, I'll just grab issue ten. Let's have a look. Oh, have you got issue ten there? You, you know, um, and no, and I'll just, let's get out the folder. Hang on, issue ten. Let me find issue ten. Let, let's That's let's talk about the what, what's the headlines issue on issue 10? ten, Mike? What's I don't know. I'm still getting there. Yeah, yeah you, you know, volume I, one, issue six. He's a slow mover. I'm a slow mover. Look at a sloth, actually. Hey, what's going on there too? Is Rose bringing you guys down? Um, you know, your cakes and stuff like she normally does. Toasted sambos. We just had a couple of toasted sambos. Okay. Yeah, fair thinking. Yeah, right. She looks after us. Is that the ones that are in the in the guidelines of the um, new health challenge or what? No, they're not in the guidelines of the health challenge, oh. and I don't care. Right. They're in the guidelines of good taste. Good taste. They're in the guidelines of the taste good challenge. Ooh. Yeah, that's it. Here we go. Issue number 10, volume one, number 10, 1978. Trucker Life, boys, the Australian truckie. Smokey and the Bandit is on the front there cover. We really? There we go. Yep, Smokey and the Bandit on the front cover. Uh, there's a lovely photo with the bandit smashing the crap out of something with his trans in. Um, snowman running over something. Oh, running over the motorbikes. And uh, Cletus's bloody police car going under a trailer. 
Yeah. Uh, let me see what the too much talk was. It wasn't too much talk back then. I think it was just called editorial, wasn't it? Probably. Talking about the Western Australian legislation. So we're talking hey, about and there we have it. things that are changing and coming back, Paul. What do you reckon about drive-ins coming back? Ooh. Is the real estate now just too expensive to for that to ever happen? I think so. I think that's the big problem is wherever wherever drive-ins are or were, mm. developers have bought them and jammed 700 houses in. I I I think the ones we've we've got one up here uh, just on the northern end of the Gold Coast at at Yatla, south of Bean Lee on the M1. Is it it's, still uh, on there, driving? It's it's still surviving. It's still surviving. Um, there's one in Sydney called Blacktown. Blacktown, the one at Blacktown still survives. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the one the one at Blacktown has a completely revamped 1950 style diner in it. Really? So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But they're they're never going to come back to what they yeah the the heyday. It's gone, unfortunately. Mm. It's gone. But that that's yeah. a that's a opportunity for a small country town because mm. the real estate's cheaper. And well, Charters Towers still has their drive-in. Really? Yes. Do you do you go there often, Bob? Uh, no, I don't, Craig. But I uh, I'm guilty of having sat in the rest area over the road checking it out for a while. <laughs> <it's not laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've sat up at Charters Towers too for extended yeah. periods. Yeah, not a bad place up there, I've, I've got to say. I've, I've sat there for extended periods running from the law. <laughs> <laughs> grossly overloaded, but, yeah, that's, a, that's another story. It would be, it would be grossly, you wouldn't fracture bloody loading laws, would you? Mm. No, <laughs> one ever, no one ever has. It's only ever been a simple mistake. That's right. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that, or I didn't know. No. Uh, is it really that heavy? Yeah. Sorry? That, that, that's what you said. Yeah. No. It, good, goodness me. So, Mike, have you uh, have you checked out the issue with the black W model on the cover with the blue broad lines with the story of my dear old departed dad in there? What, no, what number is that one? Oh. We're about to that way. Oh, yeah. I, t- I, I tell you what, my lovely wife is listening from the bedroom. If she was she? to go upstairs, if she was to go upstairs into my office near my computer, that that copy sits in pride of place near mm-hmm. my computer. She'll bring it. She'll bring it down. Maybe I'm just looking if she's yeah. going up the stairs. But that was basically, uh, yeah, that was when old Freddie went went to jail for uh, for road tax. In Queensland, right. and they and the original well, that yeah, would have been so, around 1978, Paul, wasn't it? It was around about then. Yeah, bless his heart, he was he was outspoken. He stood up for everything, and he just went, "This is yeah. this is." It was before the blockades, and he yeah. just Kevin went, Andy "This did a great job at Arachilla and the blockades." Didn't they? Didn't they do a fantastic job? Yeah, they they uh, they 
they sorted they yeah they sorted it all out Bob they um yeah, yeah. I tell you what men men of substance men of substance absolutely you yeah, know but, but... Well, just looking at uh, the rig of the month from issue 10, say Road Boss, fairly Ooh, nice looking Road Boss. Lovely, too. lovely. Um, and we had a model by the name of Sue Barron sitting on the roof of the thing, hanging onto the red dot. Yep. Um, yep, like, like the old Overdrive magazines of the day. Remember the old yeah. Overdrive's always. I'm just wondering how she got on the roof in those heels. That's the pallet, I'd say. Bit of a bit of a safety issue. A bit of an OH and S issue. Mm. And uh, stunning redhead. And I'm just wondering why you would pose a girl like that. Because you could. Because you could. <laughs> because you could. Because <laughs> it was early days, <laughs> and no one right. and no one was offended. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no, no mm. one was offended back then. Well, well I, I know here. That's on the back of the Overdrive magazine with the fancy lady. I'll honour to get those, and uh, I, I still use the saying occasionally: "Class is never outdated." Class no. is never outdated. Absolutely. Well, they were memorable ads. I, uh, I look at the uh, the front of some of these early magazines. I've got. I've just sort of turned over to uh, number eleven now. We have a fairly attractive lady standing in front of a white leader, Richard. Oh, yes, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. And then we, yep. we turn over to issue uh, twelve, nineteen seventy-eight, and a girl in a uh, uh, orange. Tank top, white cutoffs, bubbly heels, hanging off the front of a road commander. Uh, now uh, that yeah. road com- that road commander, Mike, was white with red and blue stripes on it. From memory, it's got red across the front, but I can't see the side of it. Correct. And he uh, that those trucks used to cart plasterboard out of Brisbane. I remember that cover. I do remember right. that cover absolutely. Well, it's, uh, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. It looks like a Brisbane Brisbane number plate on. Do they still Why make not? plasterboard in Brisbane? Yes, they do actually. Do they? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yep, yep. One of my favourite early covers was the cover with the Ayers Brothers SAR on it, mm. and the Ayers mm. Brothers SAR on the cover with the, with a lady in the uh, the evening gown and the high heels with the split up to her thigh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Miss Misty Blue was the name of the truck. Airs Brothers yeah. SAR. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, just love sitting there reading, looking at these old magazines, you know. And because they, they sort of bring back a certain amount of nostalgia. And you can look at them and you can see some of the old machinery and uh, the cartoons. Um, they, 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 they give me. I have to say they give me a sense of nostalgia and warmth, but mm. a bit of sadness mm. as well, because mm. I I look at them and and I look at again the struggle of the industry and the owner driver, and then I look today, 30, 40 years on, and, and go, where have we, where have we gone? Not, not much. Where, where where have where have we gone? Yeah. Well, there's an ad here for uh, CBs. The gladiator. 
12 trucks registered in the straw company. <laughs> uh, right, well, he was one of the bad boys then, according to Mr. Nixon. <laughs> Hence the reason why he went to jail. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. We, did what we did to try and survive those days, didn't we? Oh, the the um the the the, the road tax was was criminal. It was it was mm. just absolute criminal. Yeah. There was, a little, there was a little bit of a protest about it, I believe. Mm. I don't know. There's a couple. A couple of protests about it. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so Mike, I uh, mm. the issue you want to have a look at. Right. As I pop my reading glasses on, is volume yep. two, number two. Volume two, number two. Mm. There's you a black... Uh, a black... Hang on. I'm just getting the volume out as we speak. Calm him, open. Calm him down, will you, Bob? There's a... Uh, <laughs> Bob's, Bob's trying to leg rope me. Hang on. Back Hang off, Bob. <laughs> um, I, I just hope we? they've removed all the soap boxes from that office there tonight. Oh, look at this. Here we go. A, uh, a blue W model with a lady in a white bikini. If you uh, if you flick to page twenty eight, no page, page twenty eight. <laughs> sorry, page twenty one. Sorry, page, page twenty one. My reading glasses are a bit foggy. I'm flicking. Page twenty one. That's that's my dear old dad there. Is it really? That's right. Yep. What's that, what's that bloody truck you stand in front of? That's a Fiat. A Fiat. <laughs> it is a Fiat. 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 Think he's a he's a good looking rooster. He was a good looking man. Bless his heart. He was. <laughs> he was a good looking man. He was a man of substance and a man of his word. Yes, very much so. And the hardest right, working man. human being I've ever known in my life. Yeah. You look at uh, you look at Brown citrus trucks these days. Paul and hard to uh, realise that uh, Bernie Brown started out with Fiat's. Hmm. He did, didn't he? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and I remember when Bertie Brown and the late Terry King and your dad and quite a few others used to take all their feeds to Dave Hamer and Rock Lee to get the Dave Hamer, that's them. exactly right. That's exactly that's exactly right. <laughs> that's a memory yep. from the seventies. <laughs> that is a memory from the seventies. And then um he actually pulled the engine out of that, that that truck there. He actually got the engine pulled out and put a six seventy one GM in it. And that started uh, yeah. his his love affair. And my yeah. love affair with, with Detroit well, engines. Pe- Pepe Cabby yeah. did a similar thing with his fare, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. It brings back a lot of memories of these other issues of trucking along. <laughs> it's just, you can sit here and you can leaf through it. And uh, it's really quite 
a thing to be able to do it. And I'm hoping that in 30, 40 years from now, someone will leaf through something that I've edited because I won't be around. And you know it. Mm. Oh, I think. Look, look at that song. Well, Looking at that page, you, you might be because they might have these end of um, end of model rebuilds, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I need a rebuild. Now, now Mike. Looking yeah. at that page, I've just come up with mm. a genius truck and life merchandise mm. idea. Look in the centre of the windscreen. We need to bring bring back the waving hand. Bring back the waving hand? The bye-bye oh. hand with Truck and Life magazine on the bye-bye hand. Right. And we're going to bring back the crisscross springs on the bull bar to fill the radar too, are we, Paul? Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> Absolutely, as a, Uncle Paul. As a, as a myth, <laughs> we'll put them on the shop because everyone will buy them. <laughs> Why and, uh, we have a bye-bye hand, but we have to use all the fingers. I'll tell you what, guys. We'd have to use all the fingers. Are you happy to hang on there, Paul? We might just go to a song. Let's and, go to a song. And um, Is we'll, it going to be a good one, Craig? Chichi. Will it be one off my list? No. Craig, we're asking for Slim Dusty. Nah. We? Well, you won't get it this time, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about it, you know. We, we run a program here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to play one of mine because I like it. Well, no, here we go. Anything yeah. could happen now. Yeah, but it's not one. It's actually not one to disappoint you, Mike. So how about Isn't that? You sure? Uh, no, it's just a bit of cold chisel. Goodbye. You know. Yeah. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. Then, as long as it's not some acoustic version of something. That oh is. well. No. Nah. Anyway, we'll go yeah. to this, and we'll be right back, eh? Yeah. Be good. <laughs>
Hey, everyone, we're back. We're back. We've got we've got so many people on here tonight, eh? Yeah. So, Paul, you're still here? I am here. We've got Bob. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm here, mate. Mike, you're here. I'm here, sir. And Colton, welcome. Hey. How are you, mate? Not too bad. So, we haven't had a lot of time off air to introduce you, but you're a young fella who's been uh, out and about a bit taking some photos. Paul's here who had a lot to do with um, Lights on the Hill and the road hammers and things like that. So you came to the show and you took a few photos. How many? Roughly about 1,500. <laughs> oh. Is that all? Well <laughs> Righto. 1,500 photos. Well, there you go. So we've seen a few of them. A couple of them are quite good. Mm. So you yeah. um, you came up on the day with um, mum and dad. Yep, came up in the truck. Yeah, Dad had a bit of a night the night before, didn't he? Yeah. Is he listening now? Uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, he's sitting out on the back porch listening. Right, eh? Sorry, Jacob. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I may have been responsible for some of that. Anyway, <laughs> you've got there and the truck that you're in looked fantastic. You were polishing that early that morning, I would imagine. Yeah, we got up at four o'clock in the morning to wash it. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, dedication. He's a sad individual, isn't he? Who? Which Colton. one? Colton. Colton. Oh, yeah. he, he's dedicated, mate. I'll, I'll take my hat off to you. You're, you're, a yeah. shi- you're a shining light in the industry at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was it was good to see some um, all those Flash shiny trucks coming through the gate. It's, it's, it's been a lot of great careers built on the back of the bucket of soapy water and a sponge, Craig. Yeah, yeah. So, Colton, where, where do you want to be in 20 years? Driving. Driving? Yep. But I want to do my apprenticeship for, for diesel mechanics and then I want to drive. Well, it's, it's always handy yeah. to know how to fix them. Yeah, and Dad will tell you that, eh? Yeah, yeah, he, he does. Yeah, come and see, come and see me for a job, mate. I've got trucks sitting in the shed there, registered <laughs> with no drivers, <laughs> and he's not far yeah. from you either. Yeah. <laughs> not far from you either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Carlton on the day. There would have been a truck that took, you know, that you really thought that's just the duck's guts. What what would have that been? I I think like this like ever since I've seen it, I've really liked this truck. It's the Matrans nine oh eight, the one the blue one with the traditional doors, and it's, I just really like that truck. I don't know why. It's just ever since I've seen it, it just I really liked it. Mm. There's always how how is this young fella picking out traditional doors? How cool is that? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he 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 just won a job with me. Streamline trucking, mate, he? come along. Uh, <laughs> you you two need to meet up. Yeah, to meet up. Yeah. No, he's um he's an enthusiast. He's his dad's heavily heavily involved in the industry and very passionate about what he does as well. It's obviously rubbed off on you, Colton. Yeah. 
So yeah. how do I look Maybe. at your photos, mate? What was that, sorry? How do I find your photos? I haven't done it yet, but I'm about, in the next week or so, I'm about to start doing a... I'm going to start up a Facebook page posting all my photos, but I haven't okay. got one yet. But when I do, okay. it'll be up there, up on Facebook. All right. I believe you've got your own brand now, haven't you? Your own logo or something, haven't you, Colin? Right. Yeah, I think so. Dad said um, he showed me the father. He's had someone designing one for me. It's a logo right. to put on there. Mm, sound quite spoilt there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, also, also got... went over. To, he also went over to Scotland and took some photos of some trucks in Scotland. Yep, that Very was funny. awesome. Hazing over there too. Uh, where was? Tell us about that, mate. Well, it was the, the day before we flew out coming back to Australia. So we were, we were there for the that day, and then we got there. The so where, whereabouts was it, mate? What was the name of the show? Uh, Super Truck at Knock Hill Racecourse. Right. And what was there? Yeah. A lot of Scandinavian and European. <laughs> <laughs> All Euro truck. Mm. All right. I've seen some pretty cool photos that you took from that. Um, yeah. I uh, really amazed with the top lines and the, the scanners and the airbrushing on some of those trucks. Did you have a favourite of those? I I think that uh, there was one truck that um, it was a uh, T-cab Scania and it had a... Yeah. It was painted up with all like characters from the Lightning McQueen movies and stuff, and I, th- I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So how many American cool. trucks do they have at a European show? There was two Peterbilts. That's that it. it. Struggling to yeah. No Kenworths. No, but there was another truck show that we were going to be going to, but they it was the day that the other truck show was, so we couldn't do it. And uh, as we drove past, we seen that there was a massive, uh, like, W900 American Kenworth sitting in there. A red one? Yeah, it was, it had, like, it was pretty cool, and it had, like, one of those massive, like, square bunks and off the back of it. Yeah. Yeah, It's done up a little bit like Alcatraz. I think, from memory, that one. He, he might know what Alcatraz is. Oh, well, I know it had Elvis big, on it. Big 900, big 900 camp with a great big bump on it. That's what Alcatraz is. Yeah. Google Alcatraz. So, oh, we'll probably just show you that. So, Colton, you had a pretty good day there at the show. Lights on the Yeah. Hill. Yep. It was mm. really hot out there, though. <laughs> Oh, it was a warm day. We were talking about that a bit earlier, eh, Paul? Yeah, it was a little. It was. It was. It was evil. It was evil. Yeah. 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 So, so Colton's also got a bit of a project going on in his shed. Is he? He's rebuilding something. What's that all about, mate? Oh no! Oh, my Land Cruiser. The Land Cruiser. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's an old. I think it's a. 
90 or one or something. I'm not sure the year, but it's a 75 series Land Cruiser that mum and dad surprised me with as an early birthday present. And nice. now we're rebuilding it, me and dad, for my first car. Cool. Cool. So I was at your house the other day and you are actually yeah. pulling the bull bar off it? Yep. Yeah, we were. So it's a steel bull bar. Are you gonna are you gonna source an aluminium one that you can polish to put back on it? Because <laughs> I, I know I know you've got all the polishing gear, so it'd be a waste to have a steel bull bar on your ute. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think I like it. I think I like the steel ones on the older ute, but. <laughs> Build just a spare one to take it to all the truck shows and stuff to make it all shiny. Right, maybe you could put a bull bar on the back of it for a show. You could, yeah. you could powder coat bull bars though to go now. People like to powder coat their bull bars now. Shiny bull bars are out, mate. Don't you? Don't you keep it up? You could chrome plate it. Chrome plate it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. All, all the new tar- all the new uh, booster trucks have got hammertone yeah. bull bars. Hammertown uh, yeah. Bulldogs, Hammertown Fuel Tanks. Yeah, that's a cheap, easy way out, though, isn't it? It is It is a cheap, easy way out. It's durable, and the stone chips don't look like they're stone chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, oh, no, it's not a show truck, eh, Colton? No, uh, the show truck needs to have chrome. Yeah. There you go. And a polished bull bar. Chrome and polished aluminium. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think I think a truck can, if it looks good, I think it needs to have like a shiny bumper. And I, I'm a fan of painted tanks. Like a, it's either got to be painted or stainless wrap, like for tanks. I think. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I, thought... I'm not a massive fan of just straight, just not non-wrap tanks. Uh... I thought you would have been mm. into highly polished tanks. Oh, yeah. If, if they're polished, I like them. But if they're just like just old, worn-down tanks, that I, don't, I think they need oh. to be like... Be they need sanding, sanding and polishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh look, it's it's one of those things. That I've, I've seen them wrapped now, and they look quite good, particularly if they're colour-coded with a chassis or... or even with the colour of the 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 truck itself, they look quite yeah. good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it fares over a bit of time. It's a fairly new sort of thing. So whether mm. it uh, lasts that's, for what, that's what my it, question. What it looks like in ten years' time, you've got a wrap tank yeah. that just looks like shit. But then I suppose you just pull them off and wrap them again. Mm. It's probably cheaper than polishing, you mean? Well, yeah, maybe. Mm. I think it also might depend on how like how well the truck looks after as well. If it's like getting washed every weekend and looked after, it might be okay. But if it's just like a if it's like a truck running out west doing road trains that doesn't come home for like four weeks, it might start to wear out yeah. over time. So at the moment, you're you're working every weekend washing trucks. Yeah, I was in there today as well. So. Yeah. Yep, we finished a little bit earlier than usual today, but so what's um, in your opinion? What's your best truck to wash? That's a tough question. 
the small ones. <laughs> <laughs> the worst uh, cop you. Oh, that's gold. At times I had Kenworths and Freightliners. And yeah. I'd have to say that with the bonneted ones, the Freightliners were better. They had better lines, but nothing tucked away. Um, anyway, yeah, but you just go for the small ones. Yeah. Um, I can understand why you would. Oh, sounding a bit lazy there, mate, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, if we're washing them, it's like on the Saturday we're trying to get a lot of stuff done and when we're trying to get a lot done we usually do all the like round town trucks like all our little day cab Kenworth then with with three of us washing we usually get them done in about half an hour and then move on to the next one and then sometimes they're hooked up to trailers so we do the trailer first and then work up around the truck and it takes like 45 minutes and yeah it's just easier to wash and Better, I think. Mm-hmm. So, your you dream truck to drive, what's that? Five oh. Five oh. Five oh nine or like an old five oh one. Ooh. Interesting. What, what, what's so special about that? I don't know. I just, every time I see them, I just, like, they're just um, really cool looking. It's, it's Basically, just a big nino, in my opinion. It's just the big bigger and <laughs> bigger and better. Making me, you're making me slippers tingle, mate. Well, I reckon, Mike, if you're going to drive a five out, yeah, you'd need slippers that come like they've got to come at least halfway up between your ankle and your knee, don't they? No, you're, you're a bit argued, you reckon? Oh. Yeah, well, yes, you'd call it an Ugg boot, wouldn't you? Well, you'd have to get a pair of red wings, wouldn't you? Red wings. Yeah, you'd have to get a pair of red wings. Oh, you can't, yeah. No, you don't have red wings. You have all-rounders. Oh, dear. Oh, don't okay. start with that stuff, did you? Did I've you got actually a pay for those? I've got you a pay pair. for them? Or you... No, of course I've paid for them. Of course I've paid for them. Right, I will. <laughs> no free plugs in. There's no free plugs here because I've paid for them. They're co- very comfortable boots, actually. I'm actually going to wear them to a little bit of a Swaz A event in Brisbane on Wednesday. So, oh, you really? Yeah. Yep. Righto. Very special. No, going to a, a support the kids, kids, um, and a fundraising day for kids with cancer. So, I'm going to wear my rounders up there with um. Some special pants and some special a special shirt. Did you say Red Wings? No, the Red Wing boot. No, oh. I said all no. all rounders. He's got some oh. all rounders. Yeah. Oh, have you got no. Red Wings, Colton? No, no, no. I I thought I heard it, and I was like, oh, I thought they were American shirt. And I was like, I thought I thought I heard someone say it. No, no, no. All rounders. We're going with them. I've got them. They're very comfortable. I, might even I know bought... when I started driving a road train, the first thing I went and did was bought a set of Red Wings. Not bigger slippers. <laughs> no, no, but a set of Red Wings. Yeah. Had that Red Wings, mate. Did you wear shorts you with that? Yeah, I can know. Cool. It's the best look, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, no, no. I had a pair, pair of um, 
pair of Thomas Cooks once, and I was they were new ones, and I put them on one day, and I just had me had me jeans sitting on top of them, mm. and um, one of my daughters says, "You look like Woody from Toy Story." <laughs> With those boots on. That's a bit rude. Oh, That's well, very rude. She was just a child. Right. Anyway. Woody from Cold Story. Yeah. But they did. I, wow. I used to have be- But anyway, me all-rounders, they're pretty comfortable. I like them. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. That's good. I'd buy another pair. I've got to have a good pair and a pair for work. That's quite the endorsement, Craig. It is, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Can you, can you dance yeah. in the break? I'll tell you next week. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll put them on after we're finished and I'll go upstairs and I'll see if Blondie will have a dance and we'll, I'll tell you. We'll get a record report. Yep. Yep. So, so Colton, you're going to be a diesel mechanic. Yeah, I want to do my trade for it so I can, if I ever break down or something, I can always fix it and then if, Something ever happens with driving, I've always got something to fall back on, and it's to do with trucks again as well. So, mm. good, good boy, mm. good job. Yeah, yeah. You're very passionate about the whole game. Yeah. Where, where did yep. it come from? Just watching Dad, or? Well, every weekend when I was little, Dad used to do loads on a. Sad day driving cattle trucks, and I'd always go with them, watch them load up. And then by the time I got to about eight or nine, he was, I was helping him load up. And then the year before we moved um, to Australia, I, he sat back, like he was, he was explaining to me how to load it, load the truck up, and teaching me how to do it. And he let me load the whole truck of like, 900 lambs by myself and that was when I, when I decided I really, really liked trucks and all that stuff. Wow. Gee whiz, I, gee whiz, I hope there's someone from Compliance and NHVR listening right now to that story. That'd mm. be nice, wouldn't it? About how you yeah. pull over and let your kid load all the, all the sheep on there for you. Hey, that's mm. what needs to happen though, Craig. That's why we can't, that's why we cannot attract young people to the industry anymore because mums and dads can't take their their, their kids to depots. Mm. You know, when when I when I was a kid, every Saturday morning in pretty much every depot in Australia, kids were watch, washing trucks and trailers. Yeah. 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 And and you plant the seed with the young ones, that's how you plant the seed with them. Mm. But these these geniuses now say, "Oh no, no, no! You can't do that because they might cut their finger on a bit of stainless steel." Well, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's pretty fine. hard because you do it once and you learn not to do it again, eh? But yeah, that's exactly right. It, it right. is hard when we, you know, you see this now where the kids can be keen, but they can't get involved because company policy can change that. Um, it's sad. It's sad. Is yeah. What it is. It's... yeah. So, Colton, if you want to come down this way and wash trucks every weekend, you're quite welcome. Yeah. Or Mul- or Mulgawi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There's a few opportunities for you. 
How, how long till you get your license? You got two years, eh, or a bit less? Uh, well, I get my L's in July next year, and then I then yeah another year from that until I can actually start driving by myself. Mm. Feels like a long wait at this period, eh? Yeah, but getting more and more excited, being able to like drive around and stuff, and mm. be more like independent with doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll take my hat off to you, mate. I've I've seen some young guys that are in the same boat that you are right now. Um, they love to work, and and they they've been in there showing how enthusiastic they are. Um, they've easily gotten employment, and they've gone on to be able to save some money. And I'm sure your mum and dad will help you in that in that sense. Um, yeah. But jobs will come easy. Um, it, it won't be a problem with, with someone with your enthusiasm. I love your photos, mate. You're taking some great photos. What do you reckon about that, yeah. Mike? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Taking some great photos. So you've some, got... the, but some of the photos from Scotland are really, really good. Yeah. And uh, the last yeah, they, they were just taken off my phone as well. The ones yeah, from on... Scotland? Yeah, they were on my phone. I didn't have a camera or anything there. They were just all taken off my phone. Mm. Yeah, all right. You got a hell of a phone then. <laughs> yeah. So the ones from um, Lights on the Hill, they were taken with um, a new camera? Yeah, yeah, with a new camera, mm. yeah. Yeah. No, they, they've been, they're fantastic. And yeah. Yeah. I, I love the story. You're, um, you, you're into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. And maybe you need to get in contact with Paul. <laughs> I've got so much work for you, young Paul. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's good to see. Yeah. Anyway, um, we might go to another song, eh? Yeah. And um, thanks, Colton, for being on tonight. It's been great. All good. Thanks for having me on. No worries, mate. We'll talk to you again soon, eh? Well, you take care of yourself, mate. Well, you, you too. Are you going for a bit of yeah, a drive night, tomorrow, Colton? Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm going with Dad tomorrow. Dad's going to show you how to load a tipper, is he? Yeah, hopefully, if I'm not asleep in the bunk. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that, mate. Don't do Good that. <laughs> Once you're on site there, you'll be able to load that tomorrow. Should be, yeah, should be, Dad in, should be Dad in the bunk while you load it. <laughs> anyway, you'll be back home in time to watch the end of Bathurst, eh? Yep. And what are we what are we barracking for tomorrow? Chev or a Ford? Red Bull team. Red Bull Chevy. team. Ooh. <coughs> there you go. All right, listeners. we we'll be back in a moment. We're just gonna have yep. a song. Thanks, Colton, for coming on tonight. Good on you, Colton. Good. Righto. We'll be yeah. uh, we'll be right back, eh?
we're back, everyone. Thanks, Colton, for being there tonight. You still here, Paul? I am. Still got Mike. Present. And Bob sitting in the background. Yeah, I'm here in the corner. Right, eh? So, Bob, you've had a bit of surgery lately and you're feeling now a whole lot better? Yes, I am. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, I got a, a clean bill of health last Thursday and, uh, yeah, I'm feeling a whole heap better. So you're back in with a bit of fighting spirit again? Yeah, yeah, I have so. Ready to go, so we all should be yeah, getting, yeah. getting ready to duck. Ready to go, yeah. So we all should be getting ready to duck and weave, eh? Duck and weave. See what happens. Right, we'll we'll try to behave then. Yeah, I will. Yeah, because Bob's got, he's had a rebuild, so he's going to be firing better than ever. Did they uh, recalculate? Gave me a few more years to hang around the nine people, so I suppose I'd better do a job of it. Well, if you're good at it, keep doing it. Yeah, well, that's, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll leave that for others to judge, Craig. Ah, well, don't shouldn't worry about what other people judge. No, okay. Mm. Unless it's me. Yeah, no, it's, Unless it's, it's nice me. To, worry uh, about it then. It's nice, nice to be able to sort of just keep on keeping on, to be honest. Yeah. So you yeah. you going back up to the Golden State shortly? Yeah, I'm heading back to Paradise on uh, on uh, Tuesday morning. Yeah, right, eh? That's um. Yeah. The place that Blondie's always admired up there. Yeah. Little oh, cardboard. Yeah. I, I love it up there. They'll have to carry me out of there. I'm not, I won't be moving. They'll probably just throw you over the wharf. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taking me out in prison with the cross. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll fix the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as the RSPCA don't intervene, they'll be right. Yeah. You know, imagine that getting fined because you threw a body over the over the wharf and it um, got stuck in the tooth of a crocodile. It is a crazy world we live in, so who knows? You wouldn't know. It could happen. It could be your yeah. your your dying wish to be thrown over the wharf and then it just happens to be that your elbow got stuck in an alligator, a crocodile's throat. Yeah. I, want to, I want to try and choke a croc. That's my last dying wish. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think I'll just leave the crocodiles be, and uh, I'll let whoever's left when I part, when I, you know, when I move on, and uh, they can work it out. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I'll do any too many dying wishes. Was it there a, a young tourist up there went swimming there, and got taken by a croc once? Was there that didn't realise that they would have had them there? Yeah, well, there's been a few people. There's a fellow that went fishing in his in his little. Uh, blow up tender off his yacht and he got, went up a creek after some barra from him and his wife for dinner and uh, he never came home. Mm. Yeah, the croc just uh, turned a little tender boat over and got him. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty sad, but um, they, they were there a long time before we, we got there. Mm. No, it's a beautiful spot up there. I love that foreshore yeah. there, it's terrific. Yeah, they did a wonderful job of, uh, re, you know, refurbishing the town after Cyclone Yasi. Mm. Might be where they need to have a car show there, Paul. Well, we do have one. We have, we have a Volkswagen show every year. Do you? Yeah, Cargill has about three annual events. So uh, I was interested in what Paul was saying because uh, 
there's some pretty keen, you know, for a small place, there's enough keen people in cardboard to keep three annual events going each year. Mm. There's the Sea uh, Fest and the UFO Festival and the uh, and Bolt Fest, they call it. The UFO Festival. Yes, that's a that's, bit of a scary one. That's a bit intriguing. It is. That is intriguing. Are we talking you about? My, we are talking about attention. unidentified <laughs> flying objects. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, unidentified flying objects. Yes. Right. So, that's is there a lot of sightings up there? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't get into it too much, but I, I go down for the. Uh, there's, there's music and entertainment at each of those events, and. Uh, and because they have a bar and takeaway food and stuff, so I go down to the, in the evening for the music and a, and a beer and a catch up with a few people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there's uh, the Sea Fest and the Vox Fest, I go down for the, uh, you know, for the, day, the events during the day, but the UFA doesn't uh, interest me that much. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people quite keen about it. Well, there's yeah. a lot of people that would believe that that's where you should be. It's a um, probably a spot on the case that if if aliens were going to come in, they'd have a look at it because it's a good spot to be. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, if you if you came all that way from another planet, where would you want to be in Australia? <laughs> well, you probably wouldn't want to be in England or in Australia, would you? No, but I'd probably I'd probably pick Cardwell as, as long Tully. as as long as when yeah, you were looking, it wasn't in cyclone season. Yeah, and if you went to Mission Beach or Noosa, it'd be too expensive. That's right. Oh, yeah. Mission Beach is beautiful. You can see the caravan park. At <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's very nice. But Cardinal's easy on the budget. Mm. Yeah. But if you're an alien and you like to surf, it <laughs> might so, be a bit too far north because they've got too many, go. yeah, no, no, too many to, stingers. and go. yeah. Joe Satriati surfing with the alien. Mm. There's June. Yeah. 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 You know, Those... well, the surf's not an option at Cardwell, that's for sure. No, nah, well, they've got a few no. stingers and then other big stingers. The Irukandji and the Blue Bottles. Mm. See, yeah. a surfboard factory went up in uh, Sydney today. A surfboard factory? Oh, really? Sur- yeah, caught, mm. caught fire and whew, up right. it went. Yeah. Mm. I haven't that seen the young fella tonight. I don't know whether he's devastated or whether it was a competitive surfboard manufacturer, so... Oh, right, eh? There'd be no shortage of accelerants in a factory like that. No, well, actually, um, at at one point in my life, I was I was working for a pet food company, and we we're trying to insure a building with um, that styrofoam panel, and yeah. I thought it'd be pretty good, but apparently it burns very well. Oh yeah, and yeah. and the insurer sent me some videos, <laughs> and right. that, yeah, those cool rooms go up pretty well. They burn quite well, mm-hmm. yeah. And if you've got butter in them, they go up even better. Beauty. Yeah, burning, uh, like hot butter burns very well, apparently. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. I wonder why. Might be the fat in it, perhaps. Might be. Mm. Anyway, how's your health ca- challenge going this week, Mike? My health challenge? Mm. Pretty good. Yep. I uh, I showed you the salad sandwich I had the other day. Yep. Um, yeah, that's uh, went all right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I've, I've cut out all sugar except for honey Have whiskey. You? Have you? Mm, which apparently is very low in calories. 
right. 900 you calories in a bottle. You know what else is very low in calories? What? 13-year-old Shiver Shreven. Yeah, right, eh? That's the same very thing. Very low in calories. Yeah, so I've been um, off the I'm sugar. I'm having a low drink right now. <laughs> Low-cal? I've been low off cal. the sugar, off the, off the coffee, off the bread. Mm, bloody hell. Mm. I've lost three kilos. Have you? Yeah. What have you been doing? Overall. Yeah? I uh, don't eat. I've, I've sort of not eating before midday. That's it. Mm-hmm. Sitting on my ass the Western Star. I was watching a thing the other morning. I was saying if you only eat in a six-hour window, doesn't matter what right. six-hour window, but that's when yeah. you eat. Preferably after 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 twelve o'clock, but mm. yeah. So eat only only for six hours and eat whatever you want in that six hour period, but then you don't yeah. eat again. Uh, uh, again, not health advice, but that's pretty much what I've been doing. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've I've just cut out the bread and um, drinking lots and lots of water. Oh yeah. I had some toast this morning mm-hmm. with some eggs and some bacon and uh, some mushroom, Cheers. tomatoes. Yeah, what else was there, Bob? Bob at Rose's Roadhouse. No, that covenant, I think. Yeah. You covenant? Yeah, it was all right too. Scrambled egg, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be- beautiful bit of scrambled egg. Rose did a wonderful job with the scrambled egg. Yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to do scrambled eggs. Why not? Because I bugger it up. Oh, well, you like to practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I do post eggs. How, how do you do post. that? Have you have you done the yogi secret? Right, no, well, I've got well, my own secret method to uh, provide the perfect poached egg. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't involve the complicated stuff that old mate yogi goes through. But uh, I do have an incredibly good success rate mm. with it. And because uh, Rose loves a, a soft poached egg, and uh, all I like one a little bit firmer. Mm. But there. I went, we I went through a stage in my late teens of the, um, the raw egg diet. Oh, do you know? God, you had it. Yeah, um, (laughs) Mum used to do them for us when we were kids. Actually, every day we got home from school, we used to have a vanilla milkshake. Yeah, but it had a raw egg in it. Oh no! Yeah, I I didn't know for a fair while that what she was doing. But but anyway, I tried this later on in life. Just up a little bit. Mm. So you'd have a milkshake with. It just put mm. one or two raw eggs in it, and mm. you don't know any different. Bit of milk, bit of mm. flavouring, bit of sugar. Mm. But anyway, I've been doing my um, two or three boiled eggs or eggs every morning this week. Mm. I've been doing that for a while, preparing yeah, myself. Getting on with that. Or she cooks them, so it's good. Well, she has yeah. a couple herself because she's she's doing the same thing. Um, right. Just keep up the water. No, no soft yeah. drinks. Nothing else. Um, 
And you're working on a you're working on a book called Death by Dead Parts or something. No, else. don't be so silly, Michael. <laughs> don't be so silly. Yeah, and and there's you know there are other options of what you can do to fill yourself up through the day. Like, um, a good tip from like our good friend Mark Reynolds said that you like. If you can't find somewhere to eat through the day and you need something, right. go to McDonald's. Right. Just order two Angus beef patties and they will put right. it in a box for you with a fork right. and a knife and you right. just eat that. So there's no sugar, there's not a lot of calories, but it's just enough to fill you up to stop you wanting to eat for the rest of the day. And it's... You know, they'll talk about this, you can't get healthy food on the road. That's fairly true. But if you need something just to keep you going, but you don't want the sugar, and the sugar is a bad thing, just get a mm -hmm. meat patty and eat it, and you will feel full for quite some time. Two Angus Angus. Beef I suppose they charge you the price for the whole food, right? No, no. You can get three Angus beef patties, and I think it's ten ten dollars. Right. So, yeah. but if you just want something to keep you going, like you know, that works. Um, or, or, or the or the stakeholders that are involved, <laughs> i.e. The corporates, Shell, BP, Caltex, Mobile, the NHVR, and the, the the federal transport minister could get together and mandate a program to put healthy eating back into roadhouses. Oh, There's can. a thought. Mm. You're, you're a crazy, no, crazy man, Paul. Crazy man. <laughs> they could. I'm a... It was such craziness all my life. Mm. Be like, um, well, they sh well, maybe they should. You know, we 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 can put programs into schools where kids can turn up at school in the morning and get a breakfast. Right. So why can't it, we have a program where a truck driver turns up at a truck stop and gets a healthy breakfast slash lunch slash dinner? Well, if if if, if the regulator the, the regulator is serious about fatigue, oh. then get serious about it. Get serious about fatigue and put it across the whole the whole thing, not just a work diary. Do you know yeah. when you used to do fatigue fatigue management courses? They used to actually teach you about diets and what yeah. foods what, that could what bring to fatigue. Like lunchtime. you know, yeah. um, turkey. There's certain foods that have got I don't even know what it is in it, but it actually makes you want to go to sleep. Uh, Turkey? Turkey's yeah. one of them, yeah. Turkey, right. banana and cheese. Yep. So there you go, Bob. So you must have obviously done an original fatigue management thing when it came out, like yeah. first up in the early, what's that, 90s, late 90s. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so there's certain foods that make you want to go to sleep. Right. So if you're going to have that for dinner at, at a truck stop and then hop in your truck and drive off, not a good thing. So if you're a, a, a truck stop, you should provide a menu that doesn't have those foods on it 
for dinner. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, but that doesn't just go for um, truck drivers. It goes for anyone pulling up to have a feed. If it, you're, it goes to the it goes to the travelling public train. Yeah. And this is and this is where I believe the regulator that it should be changed from the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator to the All Vehicle Regulator, and all drivers should come under that banner. Geez, you really need to come on on a Wednesday night, don't you? He does, doesn't he? <laughs> but, but you're right there, and everyone needs to understand what they're doing as they're driving along. If, it doesn't matter whether you're driving a car, caravan or whatever. You have to understand what, what effects food may have on you with fatigue. So... I can't. I can't remember that the the drug or whatever's in this in Turkey in that Bob. I don't know if you you know better, but no, I can't remember that. Um, I just just remember what we were taught. Yeah, but there's certain foods that actually make you want to go to sleep. So mm, right, yeah. if if you can avoid that, um, you know, it doesn't matter what you're driving. I've just got a text message saying it's still a part of the BFM course. And mm. I must admit, I haven't done a BFM course for 20 years. Yeah. Um, but you've managed to maintain your BFM certification. There you go. That's funny that. I've, I've managed to do a lot of things. Mm. Um, I know that there are a lot of foods that uh, make me want to uh, sort of sit back, have a snooze with me hand in the belt strap of the pants. It's usually on Christmas Day in the afternoon. Mm. I start to suffer from lethargy and drowsiness. Mm. I've got no idea which particular food it is. I have to sample just about everything that's about. Uh, but it's I, I I find a sure bet for that for myself as red wine or whiskey, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> that works. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, dear, dear. But a lot of the time, yeah, yeah we just don't run ourselves to what our actual natural body clock should be. No. So mm. you know, they they have this whole thing with a siesta. Have a siesta. Yeah. In the afternoons, because that's what your body's yeah. trying to tell you to do. Have a little, little, little rest. About three o'clock. Mm. That have, happens to me. And they now we call it a power nap. Is that right? <laughs> power nap. The funny thing about that's all in Victoria, in particular, you've got all these signs: power nap now, power nap now. If you're feeling drowsy, but. They don't provide anywhere for you to power nap at or in. Mm, that's, right. that's exactly right. We're going to have to get you back on a Wednesday night. Probably have to on Wednesday night. But the, the uh, concept of that is fantastic, and it's true. Like that's what your body needs, and that, this is yeah, how we all work. Yeah. And in any other environment, you could actually have a power nap. But when you're driving a B double, and now we. A doubles and stuff, mm. you know. And B triples. Oh, B triples, A triples, A B yeah. triples, B B quads, all this sort of stuff. Now, it's it's he's actually right. You, I was going to say L B G T Q I A quads as well, but anyway, <laughs> you, you can't say quads, get into the quads al- in that. Going to get into the alphabet, yeah. but there is yeah. <laughs> 
tried to say pull over and have a sleep or a power nap right, or pull. whatever, but you gotta gotta have a spot to do it. So yeah. Again, anyone listening, ring your local politician, tell them about the Green Reflector yeah. program, tell them they need to fund it. It's I, uh, fantastic can idea. About, can tell you about going into the uh, what used to be the Twin Mobiles on the Ring Road in Melbourne the other night, and uh, our depot in Melbourne doesn't have a toilet, or I didn't think that we do now. I didn't realise that though, because the last time I was down there, we didn't have one. So I sailed into the uh, city bound. It's a Seven Eleven these days, I think it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, sailed in there, and I thought I'll just rip in here and use the bathroom, go around to the depot and sleep because it's quiet, and it's bucketing down rain. And I've driven around the back because I thought that'll do me. That'll be a safe path around there. And I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, all the B-doubles sort of parked in there. Mm-hmm. And you can barely drive through. And I thought, I'll just sneak through this gap here. And I, as I said, I haven't been towing two trailers for a lot lately. And I got scared. And I decided I wasn't going to go backwards because I didn't want to these nice stainless tankers and I wouldn't even risk it so I'm staying where I am and then a bloke came in there in what suspiciously looked like a multi-alphabet truck and he said come up to me and he said can you go forward and I said no I'm screwed and he said well looks like this is where we're sleeping then neither of us could get through unreal uh, so that's the consequence of the biggest trucks in places that aren't built to handle them. I say they're yeah. very efficient and they do move a lot of freight. Mm. Um, and I, I have no objection to bigger vehicles on the road. They're, as long mm. as they're um, safe on the highways, they're, they're, to me it's a good idea. But mm. as long as the the provisions around them the you know, if if you want to send a, a an AB trip or whatever you want to do from from Melbourne to Sydney, that's fine. There's no, I don't have an issue with that, as long as along the way there are places for that truck to to pull in and um and have a rest or go to services or do whatever. Like, but but there isn't hmm. Craig. There's no, no oh, yeah, no, I, I I know that because I, I do it, but you know, they, and what they do, and they build build service no. centres, and they do that, and there's all these provisions about what they need to do about leading lanes and and merging lanes coming out. That's all good and well. They they cost no. millions of dollars, but you know they have to have facilities inside the places as well. I uh, I hate to butt in at this point because we could go on about this for quite some time. It's a great Wednesday night conversation, but it is ten o'clock. Mm. It is Saturday. Oh night. yeah, ten o'clock there, mate. Yeah. yeah. The uh, Saturday night live three-hour session should really draw to a close at this point. Bob and I are a little bit weary because we've been out misbehaving in the afternoon. And uh, it's time to wrap it up, boys. It is. So we might go to the news. 
And, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. Well, if, if I can, uh, if I can just, if I can chuck my five cents in with, sure, I'd, please. Just like, I'd, I'd just like to um, acknowledge anyone that's out there working tonight. Yep. Uh, and the families that are at home while they're out there working, stay safe and thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And get on your call. Thanks, Paul. And we'll catch you. We'll catch you on a Wednesday night, Paul. Oh, I'm oh, ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boys, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Can't be this coming Wednesday night because I'm expecting to have uh, Jenny Aitchison and uh, Senator Glenn Sturtle, but we'll see how we do. Maybe a week's time, mate. Next week. Mm. <laughs> no worries. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Good night, Paul. We'll go to news. Right, eh? Good night, boys. Good night, See you. Good night everybody. Good. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Bye.